Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. The Brain Trust Panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust Panel. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. People moving out, people moving in, because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 run but you so can't And I bought out a tooth for a tooth, both for me, and I'll set you free. Rap on, brother, rap on. Well, the only person talking about love and brother is the preacher.
of history, there have been periods when mankind made rapid advances. And then there are those other, much more numerous times that remain rather unnoticed as transitory periods. Now, at the dawn of the third millennium, how will this age be judged by posterity? And more importantly, what form will that posterity take? And what kind of judgment will it be capable of? For soon, much sooner than we anticipate. Mankind as we currently know it might radically change. Something new is emerging. While people have talked about global peace, the end of history, and the disappearance of ideologies, an army of scientists around the world has continued working in their laboratories. The impact of this work is now slowly surfacing. Technology is about to take over the torch of history and will guide us to a new era. The disparate activities of scientists in the fields of genetics, robotics, artificial intelligence, bionics, and nanotechnology seem to be converging towards one goal, to transcend human limits. It will lead us inexorably towards the transhuman age, an age when more evolved species will leave mankind behind as a fossil in history. We are shifting to a trans-human base. We've come out of a humanist time, and now we're redefining what it is to be human. Whether we like it or not, we're becoming cyborgs. We're becoming transhumans. We have the opportunity now to try to do things uh, better uh, than uh, nature has done. Why not have a stronger arm than we have? Uh, you know, why not be able to run faster? Why not be able to have uh, tougher skins? If you're going to replace your eye for vision, uh, why limit it uh, to visual? Why not give it the kind of vision a bat has? Give it ultrasound. Could you imagine a Versace body design? Can you imagine a Terry Muller body design? These individuals the late Versace was an incredible designer. What if he was a transhuman? What if he was an artist who really wanted to combine art and science? I bet his designs for a future body would be astounding. We really, really do want to violate human limits now, and we're getting closer and closer to the ability to do it. It's what we want. And here we are. In the brain research laboratory. Yeah, here's, here's the brain when it was stored. Dr. Robert White was a neurosurgeon at the Cleveland Medical Hospital in Ohio. Now, here are some pictures. In 1963, he performed the first experiment lab. to keep a brain alive outside the body. 
this is a human skull here. That's an area. This is the gorilla. See here, when you take the brain out and isolate it, you can take all that if you want. And you keep it alive and live forever. See, it's, it's, uh, uh, this is a human brain, actually, and it is fixed. So no one needs to worry about it being alive. There have been many attempts throughout the world, particularly in the, uh, the old Soviet Union, to take the brain out of an animal. They like the dog, for example, and keep it alive with machinery. Now, you can do that with the heart, the kidney, the liver, the lung, all the other body organs, solid organs. But nobody had ever been able to do it with the brain. And part of the reason is we must remember the brain is very delicate when it comes to its blood supply. And so when we finally did it and found that this brain uh, of a highly developed animal uh, had brain waves, had biochemistry, was functioning just as it would. Now, we couldn't talk to it. We could send it electrical signals. We could show that it could actually hear and so forth, but we didn't know whether it was processing the information. But the point of it all is that that moment in time also said to us, if you can do it for the animal brain, you could do it for the human brain. This, this incredibly brilliant scientist, Stephen Hawking, who is an astrophysicist, actually, he is now in a wheelchair and literally speaks via a computer. And some people, perhaps unkindly, have described this wonderful man as sort of the head on a computer, basically. But uh, he would be somebody who potentially could survive his diseased body through a total body transplant. To prove that the brain was in fact functioning normally while in this state, Dr. White needed to undertake a second experiment, during which he succeeded in transplanting the head of a monkey onto the body of another. The creature survived for seven days before the body rejected the head. In the monkey experiments, these animals are as much a monkey as they were when they were in their own original body. So I would presume, and I'd go beyond that, I would be assured that the monkey personality is retained. So consciousness can be transplanted. Uh, obviously, personality, I'm going to speak of the monkey having personality, can be transferred. And so you might ask, where did this bring us as far as the human spirit or soul goes? And I guess you could argue it can be transplanted. We are now becoming the objects of conscious design. And the implications of that are just enormous because we've gone, until now, we've been reshaping the world around us. And we can see how dramatically it's been changing. I mean, we've really reshaped the landscape and we've built a society and altered society and changed everything that's external to us. But somehow we imagined that we were going to remain the same, that, there would, that we ourselves were not going to be caught up in this process. And that's not in fact true. We are going to remake ourselves. And it's very difficult to deal with because it will rip free all of the anchors that have until now told us who we are as human beings. We're at the end of a definition of what a normal human being is.
Every living thing is defined by its DNA code. The DNA is a long string consisting of four different molecules called A, T, C, and G, found in all living cells. So it is, in essence, a digital barcode that defines us as humans, just as it defines every other life form on this planet. Only the variety of combinations of these four elements makes us differ from one another. The Human Genome Project was started in 1990 as the largest technological enterprise ever, with a budget far outstripping that of the race to the moon and involving hundreds of laboratories around the world, all with one main goal. Fundamentally, it was about determining the complete sequence of the human genome, the three billion letters that make up our genetic blueprint. And we know we have the code before us, and it's truly remarkable. It is a digital code, and buried within that code is information about what are all the genes necessary for making a human brain, all the genes necessary uh, for making a human liver or the heart or, or any part of the human body. And uh, now the fun stuff begins because we get to start to crack that code, having the order of the letters in front of us. But fundamentally, it is very much a digital code. The secret of life itself, the DNA molecule, a genetic discovery that could give man the ability to create life to specifications. With it comes the power to change evolution itself. Never have we had such opportunity or such awesome responsibility. Change DNA structure in the lab is fairly straightforward and it's fairly simple. You can study a piece of DNA to unravel its function. You modify the composition and you see what the effect is on function. That's daily routine in a lab that has this technology. Going from the lab to the person to therapy, in theory, is the same thing and is as simple. In practice, it has been shown that it's a lot more difficult. And the reason why it's so difficult is not that we don't know what pieces of DNA to put in, is that we do not succeed sufficiently uh, and at a high rate in getting these pieces of DNA in the right cells. But we have learned how to do it from nature. What is a viral infection? It's a virus the machinery of the cells to multiply itself. Now you take this virus, you cut out the pieces that are dangerous so that it will, it will still stick and be involved but not develop in the cell. And then you add to this some other tools that the virus then can use to cut out the bad DNA, stick in, splice in the good DNA. This is a mechanism that is used now to do gene therapy. You have the human body. And uh, now the fun stuff begins because we get to start to crack that code, having the order of the letters in front of us. But fundamentally, it is very much a digital code. The secret of life itself, the DNA molecule, a genetic discovery that could give man the ability to create life to specifications. With it comes the power to change evolution itself. Never have we had such opportunity or such awesome responsibility. Change DNA structure in the lab is fairly straightforward and it's fairly simple. You can study a piece of DNA to unravel its function. You modify the composition and you see what the effect is on function. That's daily routine in a lab that has this technology.
going from the lab to the person to therapy, in theory, is the same thing, and it is simple. In practice, it has been shown that it's a lot more difficult. And the reason why it's so difficult is not that we don't know what pieces of DNA to put in, is that we do not succeed sufficiently uh, and at a high rate in getting these pieces of DNA in the right cells. But we have learned how to do it from nature. What is a viral infection? It's a virus that sticks to the cells, that enters the cells, and that uses the machinery of the cells to multiply itself. Now you take this virus, you cut out the pieces that are dangerous so that it will still stick and be engulfed but not develop in the cell, and then you add to this some other tools that the virus then can use to cut out the bad DNA, stick in, splice in the good DNA. This is a mechanism that is used now to do gene therapy using viruses. The ability to tamper with our genes has obvious applications. We can change DNA to prevent or cure hereditary diseases. We can alter the DNA of donor organs that are to be used for transplants so that the body of the recipient won't reject them. The organ doesn't even need to come from a human being. It could perfectly well be that of an animal. Pigs would be a good supply of kidneys or other organs to transplant in humans. But because of the difference between the, the two, the two species, the pig kidney or the pig liver will be rejected by the human. So if you can humanize the pig kidney by putting in some human DNA, which will make the cells look a little, a little bit more human so that they are not rejected uh, by the person immediately, then there's a better chance that you'll have a take. And this is tried to humanize uh, animal fishes and it's becoming a big industry because we need more organs. I think increasingly we're going to start realizing that this body is not sacred. The way we are is not some kind of God-given plan. It's really a pure random accident. We take two sets of genes and we shuffle them and something comes out. Sometimes it's a wonderful product. Sometimes it has a hole in the heart. Sometimes it has psychosis or uh, tendencies towards you know, extreme anger, uh, has addictive problems, can't concentrate, all kinds of defects. To say, oh, that's normal, that's sacred, that's good, to me is rather absurd. It's just, it's random. It's not a plan there that we're thwarting. So genetic engineering seems to be one of the most moral things we can do. A single species is defined by the isolation of our genetics, reproductive isolation. But when you begin to take genes from different species to mix together all of the genetics that is available among all animals and also to design new alterations to the genetics, well, reproductive isolation really doesn't have much meaning anymore. And so you can imagine all sorts of forms and that will evolve in the future. In the future, we will be able to sculpt our bodies like living sculpture. Our bodies could be beautiful electronic designs that shimmer prismatically in the light, in the morning light. It could change forms. It could become a piece of marble on one hand and then totally mutate into some fluid type of luminescent snake-like quality. After all, the body is an extension of fashion. You can rearrange the human body and try to make humans fly 
even though humans are very heavy. And some mammals fly like bats fly, but they're much lighter. But it's an intriguing question because it brings up the issue of not just trying to take an injured human and returning them to normal, but taking a human and making them superhuman, making them go beyond. Our future is not to try and hold back genetic engineering, but to try and use it in a way that best serves us. If we can, if our children can be more intelligent and healthier and live longer lives through altering our genetics, why would we not want to do it? I mean, imagine if other children could live for two centuries and if you could only live for 80 years because your parents believed that it was improper to tamper with human genetics. You would not be pleased with that decision. The same thing if your IQ were a normal IQ and all of your classmates were much, much brighter because there had been sort of some biological or genetic manipulation that was possible. You'd feel very angry about this. Once we know exactly how our DNA code functions, we will be able to enhance our bodies. Human life will improve from one generation to the next as we control and accelerate natural evolution. But arrival to mankind is appearing on the horizon, arrival that is evolving much faster. Are people becoming obsolete? The giant electronic brain is starting cogitating at the University of Pennsylvania. It's made of vacuum tubes like your radio, and it can add up a column of figures a yard long in a second. It's the world's first electronic computer. Right now, it's solving mathematical problems for the U.S. Army, but who knows? Someday a machine like this may check up on your income tax. So imagine... Which, which, are, which are the things we do well, and some valleys, which are the things we do really, really badly. There are things that we do extremely well, which are things that were important in our survival for, for most of our evolutionary history, things like moving around and socially interacting and, and perceiving the world. And there are things that we have only recently learned how to do, uh, things like general reasoning. An extreme example is arithmetic, where we are very, very, very inefficient. Computers are different. They are universal machines. Uh, with an efficient program, they can do almost any one of these tasks equally well in, in some abstract uh, informational sense. So the uh, skill of computers can be likened to a water level that's uniform. The water level is rising. And it's rising at a rate that is about 10 million times faster than the rate at which we evolved those abilities. That and a, and a number of other calculations lead me to believe that uh, the highest peaks will be covered by this rising flood in less than 50 years. But once the level of computer competence has risen beyond uh, the, best the best human engineers, then there won't be any human engineers. There will be uh, robotic or computer engineers. We might one day duplicate man, his form, his body, his actions and reactions, carefully engineered for lifelike appearance. Non-biological intelligence is growing exponentially. Biological intelligence isn't really growing at all. Or if it's growing, it's growing at such a slow rate that it's not noticeable. 
which is why non-biological intelligence ultimately will become dominant. Yeah, right. So it's, it's, it's 101, uh, I mean, 100010 or 001. Yeah, that's all. Will computers ever become conscious beings? Computers calculate using zeros and ones. Therefore, many people, among them some scientists, believe that they will never become more than sophisticated calculation machines. The great scientist, Professor Frankenstein, when his monster moved for the first time, without knowing it, he spoke of the absolute distinction between the artificial brain and the human brain. When he said, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So the difference between biological and artificial intelligence can be summed up in one word, life. At least that's what Dr. White believes. It is indeed hard to imagine that one day digital machines created by us will have consciousness. Ultimately, it literally gets confused until ultimately it falls over onto its butt. (laughs) But then, why do we think of ourselves as such unique and sacred mechanisms? After all, we are also defined by a digital code, our DNA code. The approach used today in building artificial intelligence is not to try to program conscious beings, but instead to let those robots learn by themselves, to acquire knowledge step by step, just as we do. There's no actual programming done in these things. What we do is we create a neural topology, like um, the way that our nervous network is designed, you know, the brain on top and, and all those little tendrils that go to all our muscles. And then what happens is that because there's no other solution for it, when this thing powers on, it learns to walk. You can actually watch it. When it comes up, it goes completely crazy, okay? And all its legs, it comes up in a state of epileptic foot. And then it winds up being able to figure its way out. And as you watch, there, it just learned to walk. So it programmed itself in a very short period of time. Most people have always assumed that you're supposed to build a brain, and then sort of like a body will fall out of it, right? The thing is, of course, is that well over half the species on the planet have no brain to speak of at all, but they manage to survive and move around very well and very effectively. So what we've done is we've tried to evolve things from the bottom up. And in the process, we have not yet evolved brains, but we have managed to evolve very effective nervous systems. Self-organizing systems such as neural networks can yield remarkable results. Carl Sims made a software program of small cubic creatures that were able to evolve. Those that moved the fastest got the right to procreate. But there was always random change built into their program, into their genes, so to speak, in order to make them evolve. And Sims watched the strange creatures that appeared on his computer screen. He also let them compete for a green cube. Then, something extraordinary happened that wasn't programmed. One of the creatures jumped over the green cube and attacked the competitor before going for the cube. Evolution had produced a creature that was the most able to compete, and therefore to survive. It was just a software program, but one that organized itself. One day, very powerful computers may surprise us. First, we say that if a computer could play chess, then it would think like us. And then we get a computer to play chess, and we say, that's really not thinking. 
And the answer is that we don't really know what thinking is. I would argue that machines do a pretty good job right now at thinking, and um, they don't do as good a job at creating, although we don't really know what creating is. And they don't do a very good job at having a soul, but we don't really know what a soul is. But when we can define it, they do a pretty good job at doing it. If we give machines a body, if we build embodied entities, if we let them right from the start being part of a community, if we make them learn interacting with us, learning to distinguish between themselves and the environment, learning to, then automatically things like love and stuff like that will emerge. A baby, a newborn baby doesn't have those values at all. It learns it by interacting with its parents, its family, and its community. Is it love that these robots will learn once they become intelligent, or will they turn against their creators? And historically, uh, humans don't do well living side by side with other things that are human-like. One of the other survives and the other goes away. They don't do well in cooperation. 500 years ago, when humans entered the new world, it was not a good outcome for the natives. And I don't expect as we enter this newer world, this brave new world, that it will be pleasant for the losers. And um, the winners may be some transhuman thing. The, the loser, losers or the typical inhabitants of the last 500 years won't be treated well because that's not been the history of man going all the way back to what happened to the Neanderthals when the Homo sapiens arrived. They didn't live in cooperation even though they're very similar. My worry is that if artificial intelligence is allowed to um, develop entirely separately from us, and if it develops a lot more quickly than we can alter our biological bodies, then it may become vastly more intelligent, more wise than us, and uh, we'll get left behind. And personally, I don't want to be left behind. I'd rather be up there with the most advanced creatures. If we don't want to end up obsolete at birth, if we want to stay the most advanced beings, there seems to be only one solution, to become robots ourselves.
Whether we like it or not, we're becoming cyborgs. We're becoming transhumans. Transhuman is an evolution from human to post-human, where we're no longer exclusively biological. So the cyborg is having all sorts of add-ons. Are we walking around naked? No, we have clothes. We have eyeglasses. We have earplugs. Now, these are very, very basic early add-ons to our biology. We're also having much more innumerable add-ons, prosthetic parts. In organic hearts, we will see much more advanced prosthetics in the years to come. Eventually, we'll have entirely prosthetic bodies. Human as a design is a wonderful design, but humans as a design have some faults. One fault is we were not designed uh, for the modern age. The industrial age has equipment moving faster than we are, and equipment that's very large that crushes us. So we were designed with an endoskeleton, meaning our bones are on the inside, with our soft tissue on the outside. Uh, the world would be better for us now if we had our bones on the outside like an exoskeleton. So we were like a beetle. Post-human, I think, will be post-biological. Um, by that, I mean that it'll be a gradual process. There won't be any sudden transition to a different form. I think we'll gradually integrate more and more technology into our bodies. We'll be replacing our organs with, with more efficient organs. We'll gradually replace this, this neural tissue because it dies off after a while. It's easily subjected to chemical damage. So eventually, I think we'll replace our brain cells with um, essentially computerized parts. They'll be much more efficient, much more powerful. To become cyborgs able to compete with the rapid evolution of computers, we first have to understand how our own brains function. The research in this area has boomed in recent years. One of the factors behind this is the development in scanning techniques. They are now at the level that enables us to observe individual nerve cells at work in living animals. The technique is based on fluorescent jellyfish. Dr. Lichtman isolated the gene responsible for the fluorescence. He implanted it in mice and continued his experiments until he had a mouse of which only the brain cells were fluorescent. They're genetically engineered so that these are now heritable strains of mice. We have a yellow mouse strain. We have a blue mouse strain. We have a mouse strain where only a few cells are labeled. And we're now generating mice that have multiple colors in them. We call them rainbow mice. With this technique, we can see individual nerve cells make connections with each other and emit signals. It's really quite jaw-dropping. It's beautiful uh, when you look inside and see these uh, nerve cells that have always been there, uh, but never easy to see before in living animals. This technique is used now by many laboratories, helping in their efforts to understand how the brain functions. Other scientists use a completely different approach. They take the brain cells apart and let them grow in a small dish on top of a computer chip. The problem with this technique is that it is extremely difficult to place each cell exactly on the right connection point. A team of researchers at IMEC has recently found the trick. They printed a pattern on the chip with a product that the brain cells love to eat. While consuming the product, the cells get stuck to the right spot and their tentacles are guided by the pattern. This way, the whole network of brain cells can be entirely controlled. Some scientists have already been experimenting with such brain dishes. 
Their chips were less precise, but their results sometimes remarkable. Let me disconnect the light show. Dr. DeMars, for instance, tries to communicate with his brain dishes and teach them several tasks. So each of these dishes contains about 20,000 or so neurons, which are firing away as we speak. So each one's an individual network, and they'll fire spontaneously. We take living rat neurons, and they will rapidly form a neural network. And we have this grid of electrodes underneath the surface of these living neurons, and we can listen to the conversation among the neurons. And we can also stimulate activity within that network. We can send in different patterns of stimulation and look at how the network changes as a result of, of those stimulations. And that's how we do what we do. What he does is to teach his brain dishes how to control an airplane. The network can essentially fly the aircraft in a pretty optimal way. So it won't overcorrect too much and it'll be able to stabilize it in a wide variety of conditions. I think I've programmed like a 50 knot crosswind into this one. It was what it looks like. You can see it, the aircraft when it hits one of these crosswinds. Humans. Transhuman is an evolution from human to post-human, where we're no longer exclusively biological. So My worry is that if artificial intelligence is allowed to um, develop entirely separately from us, and if it develops a lot more quickly than we can alter our biological bodies, then it may become vastly more intelligent, more wise than us, and uh, we'll get left behind. And personally, I don't want to be left behind. I'd rather be up there with the most advanced creatures. If we don't want to end up obsolete at birth, if we want to stay the most advanced beings, there seems to be only one solution, to become robots ourselves. Whether we like it or not, we're becoming cyborgs. We're becoming transhumans. Transhuman is an evolution from human to post-human, where we're no longer exclusively biological. So the cyborg is having all sorts of add-ons. Are we walking around naked? No, we have clothes. We have eyeglasses. We have earplugs. Now, these are very, very basic early add-ons to our biology. We're also having much more innumerable add-ons, prosthetic parts in organic hearts. We will see much more advanced prosthetics in the years to come. Eventually we'll have entirely prosthetic bodies. Human as a design is a wonderful design, but humans as a design have some faults. 
one fault is we were not designed uh, for the modern age. The industrial age has equipment moving faster than we are, and equipment that's very large that crushes us. So we were designed with an endoskeleton, meaning our bones are on the inside with our soft tissue on the outside. Uh, the world would be better for us now if we had our bones on the outside like an exoskeleton. So we were like a beetle. Post-human, I think, will be post-biological. Um, by that, I mean that it'll be a gradual process. There won't be any sudden transition to a different form. I think we'll gradually integrate more and more technology into our bodies. We'll be replacing our organs with, with more efficient organs. We'll gradually replace this, this neural tissue because it dies off after a while. It's easily subjected to chemical damage. So eventually, I think we'll replace our brain cells with um, essentially computerized parts. It'll be much more efficient, much more powerful. To become cyborgs able to compete with the rapid evolution of computers, we first have to understand how our own brains function. The research in this area has boomed in recent years. One of the factors behind this is the development in scanning techniques. They are now at the level that enables us to observe individual nerve cells at work in living animals. In living so is this dying out here? Or the technique is based on fluorescent jellyfish. Dr. Lichtman isolated the gene responsible for the fluorescence. He implanted it in mice and continued his experiments until he had a mouse of which only the brain cells were fluorescent. They're genetically engineered so that these are now heritable strains of mice. We have a yellow mouse strain. We have a blue mouse strain. We have a mouse strain where only a few cells are labeled. And we're now generating mice that have multiple colors in them. We call them brainbow mice. With this technique, we can see individual nerve cells make connections with each other and emit signals. It's really quite jaw-dropping. It's beautiful uh, when you look inside and see these uh, nerve cells that have always been there, uh, but never easy to see before in living animals. This technique is used now by many laboratories, helping in their efforts to understand how the brain functions. Other scientists use a completely different approach. They take the brain cells apart and let them grow in a small dish on top of a computer chip. The problem with this technique is that it is extremely difficult to place each cell exactly on the right connection point. A team of researchers at IMEC has recently found the trick. They printed a pattern on the chip with a product that the brain cells love to eat. While consuming the product, the cells get stuck to the right spot and their tentacles are guided by the pattern. This way, the whole network of brain cells can be entirely controlled. Some scientists have already been experimenting with such brain dishes. Their chips were less precise, but their results sometimes remarkable. Let me disconnect the light show. Dr. DeMars, for instance, tries to communicate with his brain dishes and teach them several tasks. So each of these dishes contains about 20,000 or so neurons which are firing away as we speak. So each one's an individual network and they'll fire spontaneously. We take living rat neurons and they will rapidly form a neural network and we have this grid of electrodes underneath the surface of these living neurons and we can listen to the conversation among the neurons and we can also stimulate activity within that network. We can send in different patterns of stimulation and look at how 
the network changes as a result of, of those stimulations. And that's how we do what we do. What he does is to teach his brain dishes how to control an airplane. The network can essentially fly the aircraft in a pretty optimal way. So it won't overcorrect too much, and it'll be able to stabilize it in a wide variety of conditions. I think I've programmed like a 50-knot crosswind into this one. It was what it looks like. You can see it, the aircraft, when it hits one of these crosswinds, how it begins to oscillate. Two years. And the only reason why that, that dish um, died was because uh, we were moving the lab from Caltech to Georgia Tech. Otherwise, that dish would probably still be alive today. Each dish has a characteristic, so you can learn to recognize one dish from another dish. They're demanding, though. You have to feed them once a week. And more and more, we will be able to measure and understand how our brain cells function. Deciphering our consciousness is another question, but the experiments of Dr. Yang Dan have proved that in principle, it is possible to read and to understand the brain. <laughs> I didn't know that we started this thing again. So, so this is a digitized movie. Um, we present this to the animal and we record the activity of the, their visual neurons. And these electrical signals that we recorded from will travel through these cables. She managed to tap the vision from the brain of a cat and to reconstruct what the cat sees onto a computer screen. So this is a digitized movie. Um, this particular movie is a short clip from Indiana Jones, I think. Here we see the cat. At the right, the image that is tapped out of the cat's brain. The picture has a lot of random flickering, the noise. Yes, yes, That's yes. probably the, the noise of the, the actual neur uh, neurons because they sometimes fire spontaneous spikes. We consider those noise, but maybe they reflect something else, maybe the, the thoughts or, or something, but we can distinguish that. So when we use all of those, thinking that they represent visual information, this is the reconstruction that we come up with. It is the first time an image was tapped from a brain. It proves that we can read and understand the grammar of it. The face is recognizable, but I still can't avoid the impression that the face has something cat-like. Dr. Theodore Berger is head of the Center for Neuroengineering at the University of Southern California. With a team of top scientists from different disciplines, such as neurology and computer programming, they have collaborated to develop a chip that can replace parts of the brain or, on a longer time frame, add more brain power. One of the first things that we do in this process is to, is to actually study this part of the brain experimentally. We need to know very precisely how it behaves if we're going to reproduce that function. Uh, in a computer chip and put it back into the brain. So what we do is to uh, take the brains out of the animals that we use for these experiments and then slice up this brain tissue and keep the uh, slices alive in a dish. And we study the electrical you know, properties of these neurons. Uh, neurons happen to use electrical impulses to communicate with each other. Uh, so what we do is to test the cells to find out when we give them computer-generated signals of, of all possible signals, we give them random signals and we ask, how do they behave? And by looking at the translation, we I figure have a very out what the function thing. is, and we can describe that function with a set of, of uh, mathematical equations. This portion is a similar to one neuron. My colleagues have taken that mathematical model and built a microchip circuit, very small, millimeter by a millimeter, 
So we can take a, a, a part of the hippocampus that's a circuit, we can cut out parts of it, throw it away, and we replace it with the microchip. And so now the whole circuit works just like the biological circuit, so that incoming information looks like, incoming temporal patterns look like outgoing temporal patterns, just like it does for the biological piece of tissue. But now there's a microchip in there, instead of having biology in there. The chip is presently being tested on animals. One problem that remains is how to connect the chip to the brain. Today's technology Another option might be to put some brain cells directly onto the connection points of the chip. They would then be guided to form connections at exact points within the brain in order to establish the perfect interface. Ça pourra permettre de réparer bon, des cerveaux endommagés à la suite d'accidents, de, de blessures, n'importe quoi, de maladies. Euh, mais d'un autre côté, ça permettra euh, aussi euh, de faire une communication peut-être directe de cerveau à cerveau, euh, des choses que, qui sont effectivement pour l'instant limitées, euh, la communication intra-humaine étant, étant limitée avec la parole, alors que là, euh, l'idée qu'on peut directement peut-être communiquer des expériences globales de cerveau à cerveau, c'est quand même quelque chose de, de fabuleux qu'on peut rêver. Et puis, bon, il y a des tas d'autres applications peut-être plus pratiques one such concrete application has already been realized. The chip is used to recognize sounds since it can literally do that with the same accuracy as we do. So we've used these brain-based models as to develop the way that your brain learns to recognize a particular sound. And one of the first sounds that we've developed is one for um, gunshot recognition. It's a model of how hippocampal neurons communicate with one another. That's all it is, biology. You got one over there across the park, then they have another one they used to have right there. Then they just put up another one over here two days ago. These high-tech cameras, they are called crime stoppers. If a gunshot goes off to my left or to my right, the camera automatically traces down the sound of the gunfire and zooms in and takes pictures You cannot buy a system today that can recognize speech signals or any other signal in noisy environments. They don't work. But your brain works that way. And because our model is based on the brain, our models work in noisy environments. And the thing is, there are no cameras installed in the white neighborhood. But we have five, six cameras in the So black neighborhood is being watched. If an airline pilot is about to press the wrong button, it may be important enough to think about trying to identify what the patterns of thought are, what the memory patterns are. And if the person is recalling pressing the button so that we eject when they're not supposed to, or press the button so that it, bomb goes off and they're not supposed to, and you might want to intervene and prevent that. I'm part of another project that is funded by DARPA that's, that's trying to understand exactly that. I mean, how is information represented in the brain? And science is supposed to have all the answers, but this has got to work. It's not going to fail not after we've come this far. We have here, for all practical purposes, 
a normal human being, except for his electronic sensory control system, of course. On devrait, avec des euh, localisations donc de, 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 ces, de, de ces circuits électroniques dans différents endroits du cerveau, de pouvoir euh, lire le contenu du cerveau et de se mettre sur un disque dur, le transmettre directement sur euh, à une autre personne, etc. etc. Part of our problem is in getting enough sensors into the brain without destroying it. Getting enough sensors in there so that we can extract enough information to infer what the total pattern of activity is. And if we can do that, then we have to develop a mathematical model of how all the how information along all those pathways develops and is, is processed. And uh, so for the next you know few years that's going to be the task. If we can we can do that then we'll get we'll get to the finish line. <laughs> we will get to the finish line. It's a conservative statement to say that by 2025, we'd be able to look inside your brain, see everything that's going on, all the interneuronal connections, all the synaptic clefts, all the neurotransmitter strings, and create a huge database and copy down every salient detail, and then re-instantiate that information in a neural computer of sufficient capacity and create basically a copy of the thinking process that takes place in your brain. Now, that's one scenario, but it's really an existence proof to show that we can tap the secrets of intelligence that exist in, let's say, the human brain. Once we've scanned that information, we can also understand it, see how it's organized, improve on it. We can extend it. We can make your, the memory a thousand times bigger. We can make it faster. We can expand the perceptual capabilities. To transfer your mind to a computer, this seems to be the ultimate dream of many scientists, to liberate us from our old body that is becoming obsolete in this technological world. We would then go on living as free spirits in cyberspace. I'm not interested in a future where there are post-human beings if I'm not one of them. I want to be there. It's very important to me that I live and thrive in the future, not just to think about some robots taking off into space. I want to be there. So in a way, mind uploading is a shortcut around artificial intelligence that will allow us to have machines with human minds. I'm hoping that we could fit on a CD run that's 600 megabytes. I'll bet that that's all you need to copy a person. It's a difficult time to predict what these new humans will be like. And I think it's important to include the third component, which is the virtual and along with 
or the flesh, but how that mixture goes together in a cooperative versus a competitive way is hard to predict. It's very interesting. It's a great time to live in, but I'm anxious to wait 50 years to see what the answer is. Reality and virtual reality are beginning to merge. To understand how this will occur, we have to look at one more technology slated to overshadow all other branches of technology. It's nanotechnology, the means of getting control over matter, atom by atom. So what we're going to do is move this atom from this location here to the location right over here. We'll move it just along this path here. Now you gotta get excited about that. You just gotta get excited about that. Scientists are now able to grab one single atom and move it to another place. It's a small step for an atom, but a giant leap for mankind. We start making things by building them atom by atom. We can make almost anything we want. Manufactured products are made from atoms, and the properties of those products depend on how the atoms are arranged. Now, today's manufacturing technologies arrange atoms very crudely and statistically, but in the future, with nanotechnology, we'll be able to arrange the fundamental building blocks of matter in precisely the patterns we want, very flexibly and very inexpensively. Nanotechnology will open vast opportunities for all other technologies, in particular for computing. When computer connections can be made by single atoms, computer power will increase enormously. Computers incredibly powerful, but just would let us put into a single sugar cube a computer that was more powerful than all the computers in the world combined today. But there are many other fields in which nanotechnology will be applied. While at the end of the last millennium, most scientists believed that nanotechnology would remain science fiction, we now see its first applications already appearing on the market. So we now make materials which purify water, which generate electricity, which generate chemical energy. And our long-term research project is to build a, a system that processes information, kind of like an artificial neuron. You're going to start seeing systems and processes like that proliferate within the next 45 years, in which you're going to, you're going to be amazed constantly. This rotating dot here is the first real nano engine ever made, only a few atoms in size. I took the F1 ATPase and I stuck a little propeller on the top of it and made it spin around from one molecule. Well, now I can take many thousands of these into complex systems like we have in our bodies and make them do more sophisticated things. The ultimate goal is to create robots as small as viruses called nanobots. These nanobots will be more intelligent than today's computers. One possible set of applications is medical. Nanobots could be injected into the bloodstream as a kind of cleansing team to kill cancer cells, for example, or to carry out other kinds of maintenance work in the body, or even to modify the DNA code. It might seem that this is a very expensive technology, but in fact, the opposite is true. We will be able to program nanobots to reproduce themselves, just as all natural creatures do. They will then be able to grab material from their environment and use it for making copies of themselves. Well, the basic goal of nanotechnology is to build what's called an assembler. And this is simply a very small device that can make copies of itself. And it's a programmable device 
so it can be programmed to build a wide range of useful things. Auto assemblers can be seen as a new form of life comparable to viruses or yeast cells. They can reproduce themselves and at the same time transform matter just as yeast cells change sugar into alcohol. The only difference is that these new creatures can be programmed to carry out whatever task we want them to, change carbon into diamonds, perhaps. Or Molecular nanotechnology is to physical reality what computer programming is to virtual reality. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but give it the idea. Whereas computer programmers can program software to do what they want, molecular nanotechnology will allow us to change matter at the most fundamental level. It will allow us to build just about any kind of structure uh, to our exact specifications by moving individual atoms. This sounds like a world of magic where all that we imagine becomes reality. The role of the good fairy is taken over by robots so minuscule that we cannot see them. And instead of saying the magic word, we program them to grant all our wishes. The other side of this fairy tale, however, is what is called the Grey Goo Syndrome. Imagine that some nanobots are programmed for a terrorist action, or would simply tilt and start reproducing themselves endlessly. In a rapid chain reaction, the Earth would be reduced within 72 hours into a gray goo of swarming nanobots. Most scientists, however, stress that such a scenario is very unlikely. We will have nanotechnology to control nanotechnology, and it will also provide the ultimate escape route. We will be able to inject a certain number of nanobots into our bodies where they will locate our brain cells and copy their functioning. With no effort, we will get a hardware copy of our consciousness that will then send a software copy to a computer where more copies can be made or where our consciousness will be allowed to merge with other souls and software programs. Then we will be ready to leave this planet and start the exploration of the universe. What is our place in this magical world where everything can be transformed? How will people deal with such a future? Or is it something that by definition goes beyond our human capacities to understand? Something that only transhumans will be able to grasp? Will we stay as we are and watch with wonder from the sidelines? Or will we upload ourselves and participate in the world as super beings? Let yourself upload to a network of nanocomputers and let the wind carry you. It's important to recognize that the post-human epic is coming. It really is. Uh, it's what we want, and it's kind of, you can see it written in the pages of magazines. It's the word of the prophet is on the subway walls here. We really, really do want to violate human limits now, and we're getting closer and closer to the ability to do it. But it's also important to realize that this is not the end of history. It doesn't solve any of our other problems. It just creates new problems that are going to intensify. And there's going to be more than one kind of post-humanity. And the mere fact that you're no longer human doesn't mean you don't have the same personality problems that you did before. It doesn't liberate you from yourself. It probably makes you more than you were before, not less. You're not going to clank and beep like RoboCop. You're just going to have new abilities and new powers, and 
know, dealing with power is troublesome. You have more power, you have more responsibility, not less. Queen of the two lands, Nefertiti. Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people. And if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destructed five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti. Sometimes it hurts to pray, 
And even God turned his back on the ghetto youth I know that ain't the truth Sometimes I look for proof of one day if heaven got a ghetto And if it does, doesn't matter if you blood or you cuss Remember how it was The picnics and the parties in the projects Four times drink, getting high with the mob Just another knucklehead kid from the gutter I'm dealing with the madness Raised by a single mother I'm trying to tell you when it's on You gotta keep your head to the sky Be strong, most of all Hold on, hold on Please welcome the Brain Trust, the Brain Trust. The brain trust. The brain Brain trust, the brain trust.
the brain trust, the brain trust. Queen Vita from Memphis 10, and you are listening to WGAG Radio. Hey, this is Wing Chung of the TWS Archangels, and you're listening to WGAG Radio. What up, this Young Mayhem, and you tune in to WGAG Radio. This is Yusuf L with Private Side Solutions, and you're listening to WGAG Radio. Hey man, hey, hey bro, hey bro, man, hey man, I see you think I don't got that book in your hand, man, written by Dr. Yo, man, where you get that book from, cause, shout man, I've been on live, I've been on eBay, I've been on Amazon, I've been on some of them goddamn bootleg ass Dr. Yo sites and shit, man, these motherfuckers charging goddamn damn near rent money and a goddamn down payment on a house and shit for some of them Dr. Yo books, man, it's hard as hell to find a goddamn one, then, I went fucked around and went on goddamn, Amazon, they were selling all the tablets and shit. Well, goddamn, it was a goddamn notebook. It was a goddamn, goddamn, holy tablets and a goddamn binder, man. These motherfuckers charge like six, seven, eight hundred dollars for these Dr. York books, man. Hey, man, what can I goddamn get me one of them Dr. York books reasonable, man? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about like at least goddamn some of his shit, man. These motherfuckers, man, these motherfuckers really motherfucking charging out the ass, y'all. I need a legit place. Where the fuck can I get... Me some Dr. York books at, man, that I won't motherfucking goddamn go broke over. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Does this sound like you? Well, of course it does. Or, matter of fact, it did until you found out about All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia. That's right. All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia. You don't ever... 
Mike check, Mike check. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me now? Can you hear me? Ah, we in the building. Cool, cool. We in the building, man. Damn, I feel like almost starting over the the goddamn intro. You know? What's happening, y'all? What's happening? We in the building tonight for another episode of Hot Damn Politics. I am your host. <laughs> I know, right, Rich? It just got to fuck up the flow. It's all good. Get back in the flow. You got to get back in the flow when it's broken. You got to get back. Got to get back in the flow. Okay? <laughs> broke my flow. Ah, what's happening, man? We in the building for another episode of Hot Damn Politics. I am your host, Left TV Survivor Game. We in the building, man. Let's we gonna talk about some things tonight. All right, man. I'm good, man. I I cook dinner for my children because I can't I can't feed my children a whole bunch of fast food. I can't have fat children running around here, so I had to cook. I still cook from time to time, even though they can cook for themselves, but once in a while, so. I do that on top. Damn, IB, what's wrong with your phone? IB coming in here so in and out like 50 times. But I understand. Uh, it'd be pal talk. But we in the building, man. Um, it's good to see everybody tonight uh, in the building. Like I said, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We was listening to some, um, you know, uh, transhumanism type shit, computerized. We're going to talk about that, but I got, the original, check it, y'all, I got the original document of a quiet weapon for a silent war. We read that shit. Um, I got the, um, I mean, the straight-up original. I'm going to pass it on to y'all. Um, this shit was originally put out in the early 1950s, early 1950s. Um and, um, yeah, and it was archived in the, um, what was that shit called? It was archived in the library in 1979, all right, 1979. So we're going we gonna to get into that tonight. But I want to say what's up first and foremost, because you could be doing anything and anyone, but you're here tonight. So I appreciate it. I appreciate love it. So let me start from the bottom all the way up to the top. Let's start. What's J1? J Jizzle's in the building. What's going on with you, J1? Sister Zena is in the building. What's up, Zena? <laughs> Newbie Rockweed 9. Ashur Zamoy. Zamoy. Didn't know I knew that, huh? I got a little bit, huh? You didn't know I knew a little bit. I still retain a little bit of that new waffle. New waffle. New waffle. Uh... Who else is in it? Who else in this thing? Miss Hudson is in the building. What's up, Miss Hudson? <laughs> Ethereum Forever is in the building. What's going on with you, Ethereum? <laughs> My girl, Arishagal 2020, as she the dead to the is in the building. What's up, Arish? And, of course, the baddest bitch in El Kaloon. What's happening with you, Don? Great day for Don Nicole. Y'all, what's happening? What it do? What's happening, everybody? Oh man, it's good to be in the building tonight. Like I said, we got um, we got a lot to to go on tonight, show on and grow on, all that good stuff. So um, let's jump right into the damn thing. Um, I guess we can start with like trending. I guess shit that is trending. I guess I got to talk about just for a second the whole Dave Chappelle fiasco. Um, 
I guess the reason why we couldn't see a whole thing is because, you know, when Dave Chappelle do shows, he don't allow telephones. You know, he like he like no bootleg and none of that shit. So we only got to see that little itty bitty part by the actual cameras from the taping of the show. So they only gonna give us a, a hot smidget of a of the a, a initial um the initial tackle. But god damn, did they fuck him up. <laughs> this motherfucker can lick his elbow, like for real lick his elbow. Just, <laughs> I'm like, is that shit real? Because like he didn't look like he was in, in <laughs> Any fucking pain. This motherfucker, it looked like when you had a doll. Right, you had the Barbie doll back in the day, and and the, and the arm came off, and you put it on backwards, <laughs> and you put the motherfucker on backwards. <laughs> you just go, ah, you can lick the back of the t- uh, uh, like that. <laughs> it fucked him up. Good. Ah man, motherfuckers need to get their ass beat though. You know, a lot of people need to get their ass whooped out here. Um. You know, for some of the stupid shit that they do out here, it's getting it's getting wild. Um, but it was to be predicted that a lot of these motherfuckers out here mal- malfunctioning, and it's going to turn this this conversation is going to lead to the um, transhumanism shit that I was talking about. Because um, I don't know if these motherfuckers started to malfunction out here. Um, I, you know, yeah, but that um. But it was glad to see uh, a couple of beat downs. And uh, why people keep testing Mike Tyson? Did you see what the what the white bra did to Mike Tyson at the airport? Anybody see that? Did you see Mike Tyson in Vegas again minding his business, and a white woman sticks her finger in his fucking nose, unprovoked? You know what I'm saying? Like he's sitting down. This bitch is on the side of him, and she puts her finger in his fucking nose. He gave her such a look. See, I know he wanted to choke the shit out of her. I, I know he he has such a menacing look on his face. He wanted to choke shit out that broad. Now, he might get away with beating shit out that white boy, but if you touch, you touch, you touch Susie, it's going to be in his nose, J1. Put a finger. He's sitting he, he he couldn't see her. You know what I'm saying? You know how somebody's to the side of you, and if you ain't really paying attention, which you should always be paying attention to anybody who's who's around you, but he was looking straight ahead, right? And the woman comes from off of his left shoulder and sticks her finger in his nostril. Mike looked at her. I think if he if he did not have a sense of awareness, he probably just went on reaction, stole on her, but he didn't bomb on her. He looked at her, he turned, you know, because he turned that reaction, he turned, and he looked. She should have got her ass beat too, but it should have been by some other bystanders. Shouldn't have been, couldn't have been Mike. She should have got her ass whooped too. You know, the other people, just like what they did with Dave Chappelle, Somebody should have beat her ass too, just on GP. These people, <laughs> these people out of these people out of hand. I don't know if they going stir crazy around this damn thing. I, I, I just don't know. But um, I mean, I do know, but I don't know. I have my own thoughts about what what is happening to these people out here. I think it's all 
you know, I think they're starting to, to really fry their, their, their membranes, their neurons, all that shit is really starting to have uh, meltdowns. And when you have um, things start short-circuiting, it starts acting, um, it all starts acting weird. You know, when shit go haywire and they just start just doing random shit that don't make no sense, I think we're going to be seeing more and more and more of that, this unprovoked, ridiculous, with behaviors out here. For real. And it's going to be able to spur on, and, and it's going to be able to spur on what they really want to do. And that's and that's really connect everybody up um, in the head. Okay, they, they, they got shit in people's bodies, right? They got things on there that can act, act as transmitters, um, artificial artificially transmitting throughout their body because we already know we have those those um, trans transmitters in our body naturally. But a lot of these fools are um, now have been artificially changed, you know, corrupted, if you want to say, right? <laughs> right? The brain is like a computer. Everything else from our um, central nervous system that has all these um, you know, all these connections going through our our uh, central nervous system down our spinal cords and everything like that, all that shit interconnected. These motherfuckers are short, short-circuiting out here. And that's what's... Damn, I... Like, you gotta... That look crazy, what's going on with your phone there. If I think you probably don't... Probably just want to not... <laughs> you know, just like... Probably just want to check out. That's not working. Um... And these are just out here short-circuiting, 110%. Um, and it's not just like the rise in crime, because the crime is just going through the roof. Um, it's, it's all kind of illicit behavior. Look at, I mean, look how many assaults are happening on planes, trains, just all this shit. So one of the things we knew as an adverse event from people fucking around with that um, volunteering themselves was inflammation. Inflammation all throughout the body, including the brain, right? So we, we know that it does that. And we know that because uh, this thing has no, this, um, this protein, this spike protein has no off switch, all right? It's already been scientifically proven that it has no no off switch, so it's going to continue to create a cytokine storm inside of these people that creates massive amount of inflammation, and that inflammation is on the brain. The inflammation is on the brain. It ain't no is not no coincidence. The push, the massive push of mental uh, mental health in the last couple of years. That's not by, by chance that that is a big, big, big talking point. And um, you're going to have a whole bunch of mentally sick motherfuckers walking around here from inflammation of the brain, inflammation of the brain. I repeat, inflammation of the brain. So how are they going to relieve all that inflammation going on inside of these people? You already know. So we're going to do implants, baby. 
You can do implants. You already got the you already got the nanotech in you. Only thing you need now is the implant to be controlly can absolutely can completely change in perso- uh, personality behaviors, all this type shit, and a cure that they can that they'll now use. You know, because that's the only way you really gonna get somebody to agree to put something in their head is if they're sick, and if they if they see it as a cure. We was listening to that. And that's the reason why I was playing that that clip um, earlier is because um, they're selling it. And just remember when 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 shit goes down, when you see when we see stuff like that, they already six degrees deeper. They think they got six degrees deeper of of what they even showing us. Can you imagine what they really doing? What they really doing down in the Pentagon? What they really doing on these bases? If you think that's something that they're actually willing to show you on a program or in a documentary or any of that stuff, just imagine the technology that they're ready to roll out. But you have to humans have to be conditioned first to be able to roll out that high-level technology. You can't just, they're not, they can't just unleash that shit. There has to be all these dire fucking circumstances as a cure or an answer to all your problems, all of these folks' problems. And this ain't by chance the shit they cook, they cooking up in Eastern Europe. That shit all interconnected. Remember, nothing is separate. Nothing is an isolated incident, all right? Nothing. It's all interconnected. Think about this 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 um, Ukrainian shit. It serves several purposes. It serves as a reasoning why there's they're going to be short on all supplies, not and, and food too, right? They're already they already showing you what they're doing with energy. Energy costs is skyrocketing, right? Skyrocketing through the roof that they're and they're saying the cause of it is what's going on in Eastern Europe. No, it ain't, but we all know it's all contrived. But, all right, skyrocketing energy. Um, the other one is um, food, the food supply. Did you see the other shit that they just put out talking about um, infamil, baby, whatever that shit is? What, what them people get eight children when they don't want to breastfeed? They give them a, is that called infamil, right? That uh, powdered shit that they give their children, right? They give them that. Okay, well, there now is a shortage on that. Forty to, they said, I read, 40 to 60% shortage in 26 states on Infamil. Who the fuck makes the Infamil? Where'd that come from? Did that come from China or something? Where, where, the, where the hell did that come from? Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how do how can you not who who makes that? What come? I thought Nestle. I thought Nestle owned the Infamil company. Nestle is an American based company. Who, who who makes that shit? Right, mostly soy and sugar. Right. So, and I already know America is one of the biggest producers of soy. So, how the hell are they running out of that? Shit, uh, Aristobal. How they how they running out of infamil, right? So how they short on it? Yeah, I breastfed all my children, man. I breastfed my children till they was all two years old. 
I'm, I guess I'm a little old-fashioned in that in in that way. You know, <laughs> I, I breastfed my children. You know, all of this manuf. That's my point, Arish. All of this manufactured. Everything that we're watching, that we are observing out in these streets, is all orchestrated, manufactured, and contrived. They have to put the squeeze and drive these people fucking crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know that's right, Miss Hutchinson. Right? That's the way to do it, man. That's the way nature intended it. Mm-hmm. You just said my. You said your son takes that. So what your your, your child? She doing both. You just said my son takes that now infamil. So she doing both. She breastfeeding and giving the child infamil. That's what your wife doing. I need to get that shit off of that shit off of that. So you got a son. Literally, you have you have a, a male child. They don't need to be pumped with no soy. What's up, Son Rao? Son Rao Rich is in the building. Yeah. You better get your a breastfeed 24-7. If she need to pump, get the pumping. If you need to get her a breast pump, get her a breast pump. Mm-hmm. Oh, she only breastfeed? Oh, that's good. Yeah, because you don't need that artificial shit. Nothing for show. Child should go into a child's body. You know, not from early years of life. That baby ain't nothing but a couple, what, months old, six months old, six, seven, eight months old? Shit. Yeah. None of that. I never I never had to debate it if I was breastfeeding or not. That was never a debatable or a, a thing to think of not to do. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, you, you breastfeed your children. You know, you, you pop them out, you put them on the titty, even when it hurts. And it do get to that point where it hurt. It hurt like a mug. It hurt like a motherfucker. It hurt. Your titties get chapped. Your nipples get sensitive. And, oh, 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 so glad I don't have to go through that shit no more. Woo! This is no joke. All right, but that's what's going on. So, look. So, all these people out here wilding. And so, when you got, so when you got, People out here deranged and crazy. Everybody's attacking. All these folks attacking each other, right? Mm. What the rich say? It's time to buy shares in farms. I buy shares in local farms here. That's smart. You up north, um, um, upstate, upstate New York, Arishkagal. You buy? Are you buying upstate? Where, which is like Indian land in, in New York? Absolutely. All that, um. It's weird. I do I do business up there. I'm looking at a lot of that shit up there, man. Like, yeah, up north, up there, near going towards Canada, near Buffalo, um, all that shit. <laughs> oh, near Buffalo, and and uh, I can't think of the other stuff right now. Uh, Rochester. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, go up there. That's where all the Indian land is. All that shit got Indian names up there. Um, so because you're gonna need it. Uh, damn, need to. So you can buy shares of land. Okay, people talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter, but you notice ain't nobody talking about, uh, what's his name, Gates buying up this fucking uh, farmland. 
that's more pressing than Elon spending 44, uh, he ain't even spending of his own money. That's finance money, $44 billion finance to buy Twitter. You know who I figured out who Elon, I, you know, I watch um, Billions. I watch Billions. I love that show. Oh, man, that's my fucking show. Um, next to X-Files, that's, that's my new hot shit. Uh, I, can, I can watch that. Uh, hopefully it stays on. I don't know if it is. But I finally found out my, who Michael Prince's character is an archetype of, a prototype of, and his prototype is Elon Musk. That's who fucking Michael Prince is. Look at the turn of events that are happening with Elon Musk. All right? He formed SpaceX. Right, he formed SpaceX, got tons of government contracting. First EV car company got tons of government subsidies, tons and tons of government subsidies for his EV, uh, Tesla, for Tesla. Um, he has the Boring Company. People don't remember. I bet you I don't even know what the Boring Company does, do you? You know what the Boring Company does that he owns? I bet you all don't know called the Boring, B-O-R-I-N-G, the Boring Company. Well, Boring Company uh, is building underground railways, right? One of his first ones is out in Tesla because he, um, when he moved, when he built that mega plant out in the Nevada desert, that was his testing ground to be able to bore under the ground. So he has the Boring Company. Um, what's his other one? Um trying to think. Mm. So, yeah, he said his influence is making a mark on politics. Absolutely. So you, so, and I, and I caught that, that last season of, um, of Billions, I said, that's Elon Musk buying Twitter and now changing um, the course of public conversation. I don't do Twitter. Twitter's not my thing. I got an account there, but I, I, don't, I don't really fuck with Twitter. Um, but clearly that's the place where billions um, of people talk and and a lot of politicians are on Twitter. Um, I can't get with nothing that only you can only type or like 50, 30 characters. I, uh, no. But, right, um, so he buys that and, and he's going to change the dialogue, the, the type of dialogue that's on there. And he just announced today that more than not, he's going to charge large corporations and governments to use Twitter. So what is he doing? He's lining himself up to take on establishment in a serious way, to say that um, governments and conglomerates have to pay him to use Twitter. Because that means, so that means he, they're saying he, he's saying you won't have to pay if you want to lie here. So all the newspapers. All the you know every all government employees and shit like that they got to pay a fee to be on to be on Twitter. You're trying to make it a place of the people, right? So you ingratiate, you become the people's champion, right? You become the people's champion, and then you can because he already got a partnership with government like through his companies. You know what I'm saying? Through his companies, like I said, through the Boring Company, through Tesla, through SpaceX, he already got major contracts. So He's um he's already like cemented or supplanted himself in the political arena. When he, when he speaks, markets move. You haven't seen that kind of 
um, dynamic from a, a, a person in a long time. When a motherfucker can say, I like Dogecoin, and the shit just fucking uh, starts to move, if we talk about something he don't like and, and, and people sell, uh, I mean, he, got, he, he do hold, he, he hold power. Just call it what it is, you know? And you just call it what it is. So he will run. He'll run. I don't know. He's definitely not going to run in 2024, but he'll, he'll be um, president or run for president probably 2028. And so being that he owns Neuralink, that's the other company, Neuralink, Right, he'll already be he'll already be cemented in politics to be able to un to to roll that shit out. He'll already have the good graces of the people to be able to roll something like Neuralink out, and people wholeheartedly start to accept that shit. But my point being is that um, this whole thing was contrived. You know what I'm saying? Um, to be able to create all this pressure on, on these humans all over the planet. We see what they're doing, um, what they're doing in the stock market and with interest rates. For the first time, interest rates have climbed up at 50 points, um, base points. I know this shit may not mean nothing to y'all, but it, it all leads to something. Um, to be able to stop the flow of money from every day, People. I mean, people who who got businesses and shit like that, um, to to squeeze the money on that. So if you start to fuck up the money supply, people start losing shit. All these things start happening in the market. Then we come with the solution. Then you can come with the digital coin that will be it will be seen as the fix this time around. All in, you know what I'm saying? Look at what they're doing with the Ukrainian situation. Is you don't think it's by chance that they just sent over they getting ready to send over thirty three billion. They printing money or digital whatever transfers to Ukraine left and right, left and right, left and right, while they're not doing shit here at in, in America. Right? Inflation continues to go high. The, the way they say that's going to be solved is going to be through a digital coin to reset the dollar, reset fuck the dollar, reset the econ, the economic landscape. Did you see Nancy Pelosi and all them Democrats go over there to Ukraine? Did you hear? I listen to what they're not saying, and sometimes what they do say. So when the mother would come up and say that we are sticking with Ukraine and we are. Um, we're going to be there to the fight is won. What fight? They, that ain't got shit to do with America. That ain't nothing to do with America. What's what going on over there? See, these, these, these thieves called politicians is over there pumping all that money to the country over there so they can go ahead and siphon that shit out. After transformation of society happens, they continue to, to pad, pad shit for their family. So, so they can be able to maintain doing this transformation and just get as, as much as they can. You know how you put money, like you said, money in the front door and we siphon it out the back door. All the motherfuckers, man, Mitt Romney, 
fucking Nancy Pelosi and um, what's his name? Uh, Biden, all them family got business ventures in Ukraine. Do you not remember a year and a half ago, Ukraine was considered the most corrupt country in Europe? The most corrupt. Okay. She must, she, she worth more than that, J1. That old bitch worth more than 80. You see all that sh- all that stock she dumped over in in, in them um that shit before um they are ready to pass all them bills. But it ain't even that because you got remember J one all that stuff all that shit in the stock market is what they consider unrealized gains. But it goes to the calculated towards the net worth but unrealized gains until she cashes out. So that bitch probably worth three times as much as that when um she get ready to cash out. You know what I'm saying? So, so you got a sick population, and I don't mean sick from people getting a virus. I mean sick from the creation of them fucking around, taking a thing that's altering their DNA. Sick in the, you know, physically sick, sick in the mind, fucking struggling financially, because it ain't hit yet. It ain't fucking hit just yet. It ain't hit yet. People ain't ain't felt it yet. They're not feeling it. They kind of seeing it, but they ain't feeling it yet. I mean, I mean, it all depends. You know, what I'm saying if, if if it's hard to go to the grocery store and, and you know you spending the extra four five that you ain't got in your pocket to go eat and shit like that, well, you know, if your energy bill is sky high. You know what I'm saying, but. But this is the kind of, that's the kind of shit they got going on. So what up, Mr. Lowry? I see Mr. Lowry done walked into the building. What's happening, um, Mr. Lowry? You can come on in whenever you're ready to come on through. But I got that um, I got that um, quiet weapon for a secret war. We're gonna we're gonna tap into that. But I wanted to play this for you real quick. Your boy Bill Gates is at it again. He's running his mouth once again. Oh, before I move off with Elon Musk. Remember, I said he has to aggratiate himself. He has to become semi-beloved figure. So to be able to do that, you have to be seen as someone who's um, championing the people, right? Championing the people. He's doing that with the free speech thing with the Twitter. But then he came out and said the other day, what's up with this Maxine uh, Giselle trial? And what's up with these... um, Nobody being held accountable for the pe- people in her black book. He said he wants to get a hold of that black book and release all the names of all the clients that her and Jeffrey had. Now, that's a hell of a thing for him to um, to publicly announce such a thing. Because, again, when he speaks, markets move. He has the ability to change the way people actually transact. How many motherfuckers can do that on this planet right now? Just by him saying shit, people change the patterns of how they transact financially. So for him to come out and say, we need to get a hold of her book, we need to we need to get that black book and start to call out these people. And he was like, maybe I can release it on Twitter. Maybe I can release it on Twitter. That's how you make yourself a populist. 
That's how you become a populist, a populist candidate, a populist individual, because that means that you have you become a thought leader of the people. That's how the fuck Trump came up. That's how Trump came up. He was considered a, a populist candidate, right? A populist of the people. Because he's saying shit that people wanted to hear. And that's how he got on. That's how that's how he made it happen. Elon is taking, look like he's taking that same playbook. And he's doing, and he's doing it through invention. So he has actually something tangible outside of just him his running his mouth. He actually has um, product and shit like that. So it's something to watch. Um, he actually did a TED Talk two weeks ago. I think I might play it. I might watch it on my own. It all depends, you know, whatever. Uh, and um, I got to watch it to, to keep up with him and see what he's talking about. But I wanted to play this for you real quick because Bill Gates is back at it. And you've been all right, well, and again, do you see how he's been battling Bill Gates? Anybody peep that? Elon Musk in the war of words with Bill Gates. A lot of that going on. You know what I'm saying? He making fat jokes and shit going at him. You know, I just gotta I just gotta peep. I'm trying to peep um like, you know, is is you know is he sinister? And shit like that. It's gonna be interesting. See just to watch it play out. Yeah, he don't it don't look like it doesn't appear to, but it could all be it could all be um a front. One of the two, right? It could all be faking a front. Or um, he trying to just become that dude. All right, let's, let, let me play this for you. This is Bill Gates speaking about how to prevent the next pandemic. This is a different. This is a different one from the one that he was standing at, sitting on the panel with the women, saying we need to be like Australia. Or is it? Let's listen. If we make the right investments, we won't need to live in fear of another COVID. We can build a health system that is ready to stop outbreaks before they go global. Here's how it should work. Epidemiologists will detect suspicious clusters of a disease that could cause a pandemic. A global team of 3,000 disease experts managed by the WHO called the Germ Team will track the disease and share data and recommendations with governments. Governments and pharmaceutical companies will work together to use factories all over the world to get unprecedented scale of diagnostics in vaccines very quickly. We'll have an agreed protocol and we'll understand how to share the results globally. Countries and the WHO will work and the best way to allocate these tools and to make sure that we have the logistics and delivery to get them to everyone who needs them. The key to be ready for a potential pandemic is to practice. And so this germ team will work with each country to do germ games, drills where you see, are you ready? Could you get the diagnostics out? Germ games. Well, we saw them run the biggest game. We saw them run, just finish running one of the biggest operations globally. This, this shit was a dry run, y'all. I don't know. What you think? This this shit might have been a motherfucking dry run. 
test run, dry run, whatever you want to call it. This nigga said we need to have germ game. Let's listen back. Hold on. Son of a bitch. Work. Epidemiologists will detect suspicious clusters of a disease that could cause a pandemic. A global team of 3,000 disease experts managed by the... Wait a minute. Where you going to find the clusters at? You see what I'm saying? That mean they just going to be planting shit all over the world, y'all. Epidemiologists will find clusters that could be a pandemic. That's, that's usually not how it works. Or do they mean that, like the movie Outbreak, that they drop some shit, put it in a town? We just saw that in Wuhan. Still going down in China. Nobody's talking about it. Still going down in China. They still got uh, 100% lockdown in China. Ain't nobody talking about it right now. Hold on. Will detect suspicious clusters of a disease that could cause a pandemic. A global team of 3,000 disease experts managed by the WHO called the Germ Team will track the disease and share data and recommendations with governments. Governments and pharmaceutical companies will work together to use factories all over the world diagnostics and vaccines very quickly. We'll have an agreed protocol and we'll understand how to share the results globally. Countries and the WHO will work in the best way to allocate these tools and to make sure that we have the logistics and delivery to get them to everyone who needs them. The key to be ready for a potential pandemic is to practice. And so this germ team will work with each country to do germ games, drills where you see, are you ready? Could you get the diagnostics out? So we're ready to go when we see the outbreak. Diseases are always going to spread among humans, but they don't have to become pandemic. You can read more about this in my new book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic. Can somebody come get this motherfucker? I'm so tired of him. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of this motherfucker, man. Oh, dear, it's Shanghai. It's Shanghai. I'm, I am, Jay. I'm so tired. I'm ready. When are they kicking the fucking bucket? Even though it's always going to be somebody to take up their fucking cause. But, but man. I mean, you know, can I just, can you just not wake up one day, Bill? Can you just not wake up? But anyway, man. <laughs> Come on in, Mr. Lowry. Your mic is wide open. Come talk to us, man. Great day, man. How are you? How are I'm you? I'm doing great, honey. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing my best. Doing my best. What's happening? Oh man, uh, very very busy on this, and I got a, a, a huge. Finally got a court, uh, well, a pre-hearing tomorrow, uh, dealing with the vaccine mandates. So I'm pretty excited about okay. that. Okay. 
on, on, on the uh, vaccine mandates. Actually, I'm sitting on the only case that has made it this far in mm. the District of Columbia. Uh, you know, don't 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 have too much faith in it because the uh, D.C. Circuit is notoriously crooked. But you know, if we could put get something down. Uh, so it'd be on the record nationwide, maybe to help another more favorable um, jurisdiction. But we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll, we'll see you, how that you goes. You want to set the precedent, though, right? You want to set that precedent, right? Yes. Isn't it? Yes. I'm trying huh? to do it. I already did it one time in my career. It was a case that I did, man, it was about maybe 12 years ago, 13 years ago. But it was mm. my case that establish alcohol and drug addiction as an illness and coverable mm. under the FMLA, um, uh, Family Medical Leave Act, because they didn't used to cover that. It was my case that I had actually did that established mm. that nationwide, that uh, oh, drug wow. addiction and, and alcohol addiction should be treated as an illness, and that's what Family Medical Leave covers, illness. Okay. So okay. Uh, we, we're we're trying to hit another home run here, uh, but we we we'll see how it goes. I'm coming from a, a you know a different angle, uh, you know, because as a uh, uh, a labor representative, you know, people are under contract that's in my organization. Those contracts right. dictate the terms of employment. So by unilaterally, meaning you're doing it with just one side, you're just up and doing something. So to unilaterally place a mandate on a group of employees who were hired under one condition without the, uh, without the, the legal uh, obligation to bargain, they have that legal obligation. So they can change no condition of that contract or no condition of a job without first bargaining over it. That mm. did not happen um, with the city. And it is on that basis that I am now able to open everything else up. So mm. if I can establish that they failed to properly bargain in good faith as well, um, then anything that follows is null and void until they come to the table and bargain okay. the mandate policy. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, I, I, I think I got a good argument because we looked at everything across the United States and looked at how these people arguing, you know, what, what circuit it was in, uh, what arguments were uh, being, uh, you know, pushed forward in the process, which ones were shot down. So you simply take all the fucking winning arguments, right? <laughs> you copy right. and base that shit into one huge filing. So um, it's taking a while to get it to where it is, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm pretty excited about that. So. Okay, what what um, district is is um, we'll be looking at it? Like what? Um, it, it'll be what in the uh, D.C. Circuit. It'll be in the D.C. Circuit. Uh, D.C. has its own circuit because it's not a state. Right, so you right, guys okay, are like, gotcha. I think you're in the ninth circuit out there in California. Yeah, we are. So DC yeah, is yeah. distinct because it's not a state. That's why it's notoriously corrupt. 
<clears throat> because it plays under a different set of rules. Okay. So we'll be on the lookout. I know you're going to um, keep us updated. I'll be looking for your statuses on that. And so, yeah, so if, you just want it to, uh, to be a jump off, right? Publish, so you just want it to... If we can get past the pre-hearing, then they will publish it because then it goes to a full-blown hearing. All of it becomes public information. So tomorrow is a baby step, but a necessary step. At pre-hearing, what you're doing is identifying the, the, the material issues that dispute because everybody is mm. going to cite their filing up, right? You got a lot of salt and pepper on it. Right. Half of that shit don't even matter. The pre-hearing is designed to cut out the salt and pepper. And what issues are we asking the court to look at? All right. So right. You know, hopefully we can get it. Hopefully they're granted a full hearing. Hopefully. Okay. So again, tell us again the grounds that, that you guys are arguing. With this case. Um, it was so, a unilateral change of conditions of employment. Meaning they changed the conditions of employment without first negotiating. They can't right. change anything. And that's, and that's big. That's like, it, that's, like you said, that goes for any any type of employment. That's what um, Kyrie Irving was basically standing his ground on. Like, I didn't, I, that's not in our collective bargaining agreement. Correct. Didn't, I didn't North sign up for that. Right. 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 And that's one mm-hmm. of the few arguments that people was not – while carrying, I mean, we looked at we looked at hundreds of cases in this whole problem. Not me personally; I have people to do that, and we have lawyers as mm-hmm. well. And uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing. It sounds like people are being set up by the same people that they trusted. A lot of these court filings didn't make any sense, meaning that they mm-hmm. were doomed to fail by what they were arguing. Um, and one of the ones that we saw very few people arguing. And when they did argue, they were getting injunctions, meaning that these people unilaterally changing, you know, the conditions of employment. Because when you go apply for a job, the rules at that time, including your job description, that's like a contract. It is. Right? It ain't so like. That's what it is. A contract is between two parties. You can't right. sign a contract for one thing and just go and dump all this other stuff in it. Uh, without coming back to the table. That's in any contract. You see yep. what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you're doing your health care thing. That's called amending. Yes, yeah. yeah, like amending the contract. Yeah. They, have to, uh, they have to come together to amend it. Yeah, yeah. you got to come back to the table, right? right. And I don't mind right. talking, but if you talk, it's going to cost you. I'm a money guy. We could talk about anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in addition to what we have, put a dollar sign by it, and, right. then, and then let's talk about it. So right. We'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. It's been a long march, man. This thing, it took us, like, shit, damn near seven months to get it to this point, really. Well, and even if we get a hearing, it damn near may take another year to get to hearing. Uh those left wingers are notorious, to man. I mean, they're just they're just something else to deal with, I tell you. But right. we'll, well see since we on courts, indeed, mm-hmm. I know you don't keep us posted. So since we're talking about courts, let's talk about this uh, Supreme Court um, leaked draft. 
Now, what what is this now? Okay, I know um, just the premise of it. It's about the Roe v. Wade situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta um, I gotta understand first. I mean, I understand what a draft is. My question is, I don't know if you know it, or we all gonna have to um, investigate this together. Why mm-hmm. does the Supreme Court draft anything when they're not a lawmaking body? They're just an interpret. They're just an interpreter. Oh, who's that? My bad. Yeah. When they're just the um, interpreters of law, so to speak. Um, so why are these? It's not really uh, a law that they're trying to establish. That is the draft. The draft is their opinion on the case that came before them. Gotcha. So you have two parties arguing A and B that's before the court. The courts will then issue a ruling, um, you know, in, in, in the form of an order, really, or an opinion. Now, that draft opinion, that is usually something that that body has already agreed to. But now it's an issue of language that we all can sign. That's why it's in a draft. So you will have it in a general form, but you may have a judge who may not agree with a sentence or want a sentence in. So until Mm -hmm. all of them can agree on what's being issued in accordance with those votes, then it remains a draft. So they may have already, the draft may be a final draft, right? Here, I'm sending it to all you guys for review before we put it mm-hmm. up for publication. That's what it was. So it ain't like so why people in the uproar? It ain't like they was um, going to hide it. If it's a draft to be published, and it was going to be published. I think it was that well, last bitch. The though. uproar <laughs> is very rarely. <laughs> it was if ever do you get a Supreme <laughs> Court draft that's leaked to the press? That's an internal. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, it was Katanji. I'm. I said the black one. Katanji did the it. Black woman. <laughs> I said it's Katanji that black did woman. it. Oh man. And because they need like, something, they need it because they, they need a rallying point. Right, but they well, need a rallying point. Well, it's a rallying pride. point. They trying to bully those people into change because it is a draft. So now the narrative is this. Okay, first it was a draft. It got leaked. Oh, shit. Now they done moved the goalposts. They're making progress. So now the talking point is it's a draft, but drafts can change. Right? So things can change. So they established already that it can be changed, even though that may have been a final draft, but it wasn't supposed to be leaked. That's Mm -hmm. sort of like... Now, if you're going and you're up for a contract and you're negotiating at the table and, you know, you have your proposal in a draft form. So the only mm-hmm. people who know that right, proposal right. is the people that's on your team. That's not going across that's the That's working on, right, the people who working on the draft. That's it. Correct. That's the only people who know. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That was like when I, when I actually was putting my um, proposal together, the only people who knew about it was myself. Don mm-hmm. and Doc. 
was the only and people knew what it contained. And one. it would be a draft. Now, imagine so somebody, somebody on, as you from said, your that, team. That confirms somebody on the team dropped. Yes. Did that shit. Yes. So I think was it, it was Judge Alito? No. I yes. think it was contained. It was the woman. It was the woman. Because when she, well, my question, where we would have to, oh, you're welcome. We would have to know if she's privy to that information, even though she's not officially a judge yet. That's the question. I'm quite sure that she's privy to everything that's on that, because, see, they probably operating off a private, secure server. So she's probably privy mm. to everything in that server. Mm-hmm. She's privy to all of that. Now, she can't rule on it, but she's privy to it because, see, that ruling predated her. So this was already done. That draft, from what I understand, was finished back in February. But those things, you know, they go on schedules. You know, they're, they're highly uh, right. on schedules in those courts. Everything is scheduled. So they finished that draft in February. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what anybody else sees, but goddamn, one plus one equals two. Now, they ain't never but had a Supreme Court ruling to be leaked in the history of the history Supreme of the court. court. That is true. That, that's the first ever. But it, it, it could, you know what? It could have been that Mexican broad, though. It could have been sort of my but you, own. But then you would have had a problem with leaking before. But they, but, but they never been in this predicament, so to speak. Coming midterms, they, they, they are projected to get their ass, asses kicked in this midterm. Projections. So yeah. they need, they need something. They need a rallying cry. They need a rallying point. Yeah. They need, they need to get something to stir the fucking pot, and they need a distraction. So what better distraction? That's gonna war up feminists, just all anything liberal than fucking abortion. Yeah, there's no bigger issue that they written, that they can all come together on. Because if it was written in February, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they can't distribute mm-hmm. it, you know, up on that level, people have happy hours and meet in their exclusive places over at the Capitol Hill Club and stuff like that. So they knew what the rules were. Right. You know, so they did not knew. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's just another hoax they can now run on people. And they are. Because most people wasn't tripping off no goddamn Roe versus Wade. That's really a state no. issue. It was actually really, I was just about to say. And Ethereum been throwing it out there. That's all on the states. Those are all yeah. state um, situations. We got bills in particular states where they're trying to do it, you know, Alabama, whatever the case may be. You know, Georgia got their bill. Um, like Ethereum said in the chat room, it's kind of split 50 50. 50, um, I mean, like 25% of 25 states don't want it, 20 states want to abolish it, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's all. It's always been a state issue. You know what I'm saying? It, I don't think they'll ever overturn Roe v. Wade. I, I just, that's just my my insight. I don't think they will. This could be, be a ploy to do. undercut um, an original ruling because the draft. Definitely is speaking to it being overturned. So what's in that draft is not in question. So they did have a vote. Yeah, a five to four. It It was along party lines, and the conservatives have the 
the uh, they got one very, vote. Very, that's why they want to get rid yeah. of Clarence Thomas. That's why they want to pack the court, and that's why they yeah. want to pack the court and turn it to what nine? Yes. Uh, it's already nine, no five, four. They yeah, they, they want to. Well, 12? Would they want to make it 12? They want to. I, I don't they know uh, the exact number, but they do, you know, want to um, increase that number, which, which could be good or bad, but in this environment, that would not be advisable any more than opening up the Constitution in this environment because they're already still in elections. They're already ignoring goddamn damn near every law that's ever been written. They're doing the exact and telling us to kick rocks. You know, you have the border thing that's violating all types of federal laws that's already on the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to look at that court issue now or the Constitution in this environment, that's, that's, that's what you call suicide. Uh, mm. But it's going to be interesting to see how this, this court thing, they, they're definitely – trying to undermine that original vote. They're definitely trying to, like, create a flashpoint, like a Black Lives Matter type thing. Yep, um, yep. Going into get the them out in the street, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes, getting something that'll get their ass out, out on the streets that they can literally yeah, have all over this manufacturer. Something. So I all was at the uh, Supreme Court yesterday. I put a couple of pictures up, too. Um, I was there. Mm-hmm. And from okay. what I can observe, the vast majority of the people out there were pressed, and those don't look like organic protesters. All mm-hmm. of them look like paid operatives. So when when, when you go to those things and you're looking mm-hmm. at uh, – uh, 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 overabundance of the same sign that's printed, you know, or it may have a slogan, then that's an indication right. that that's one of those nonprofits producing it and giving it to their people. Right, uh, get it out there. Yeah, and then when I looked at the demographic, you had a lot of younger people like that college age you know that age when they get it like you now <laughs> to get all involved with green mm-hmm. peace and shit, right? So oh, there yeah. was a lot of oh, yeah. out there at that age. So at that age, yes, abortion is an issue. But then again, you know, uh, it's the the issue did not match the demographic that was there, put it like that. Um and it's not as many people as the media is portraying. So when, when when I looked at the news clip of the people that were down there, they were zooming in, and you can't see to the left or right. You can just see the middle that they zoom in. It looks like a lot of people. I counted no more than 200 people down there. And 200. of that 200, the vast majority were sitting in organized outfits, uh, whether it be mm-hmm. move on or... You know, they have hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits that they operate through. So the, we, what you're seeing on TV is probably as far as from organic as organic can be. There's nothing organic about that. So everything we're seeing now is manufacturing. They're manufacturing an issue. 
That's what they're doing. They need, like I said, they need a platform. They ain't got shit. These people mm-hmm. are, these everyday folks out here hurting. Shit is sky high for these people. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, yeah, it's all it's all bad. Um, interest rates about to shoot the fuck up, which means that the economy is going to slow. You already had a shrinkage in GDP after the first quarter. It's, it's all bad out here for these folks. So they got to, they have to, um, they have to create something. And people get mad about this Ukrainian shit. People over there spending all that goddamn money over there. They like, look, they ain't got nothing to do with us. He just, the, the a country just got out of a, a, a endless so-called war. They need another one. They need another one. And they started so another one. So we the on abortion so not mm-hmm. only are they manufacturing an outrage and it don't look like they're being very successful based on the amount of people I saw down there but well, this only started uh, it's only getting I mean it's only what day two you think yeah, 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 they about yeah, to get they, they, they about to get the out. they about to get the fucking media machine beating the drum <laughs> So they're getting the torches and the bricks ready, right? <laughs> oh, man. Media so what I, what I think they're going to do is bring in hours a, day. Uh, a controlled opposition, right? So they're going to bring mm-hmm. in some agents mm-hmm. posing as pro-life. Right. And mix those two groups together to make it appear as if mm-hmm. uh, there's some dissension where, you know, they're, right. they're uh, controlling the both sides. That happened. We had a uh, KKK rally in D.C. a couple of years back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like the adventure. So I'm going down there to see what it's about. And when you got down there, it was a socialist love fest, right? Maybe three KKK people that none of us seen that was cordial all so far, you couldn't even see them. But what it was was every goddamn socialist group that you ever would ever dream of was down there. So... These people are manufacturing both sides. The same thing happened in Charlottesville, right? Mm. When those old uh, nostalgic white dudes was going to see their old white guy statue, and they've been doing that shit for years and don't nobody pay attention to it. And that shit is in Charlottesville in Virginia. That shit sits in the middle of goddamn woods, right? So uh, what did they do? They brought up the opposition, right? They controlled both then make them clash and hope that the people will fall, you know, for the ogie dog. That's what looks like is going to happen in this particular instance. But when we looked at the numbers of abortions, actually abortions are, are on a steep decline here in America. Uh, that was a What, abortions? Yes. There's not, it's on a steep uh. decline overall. And then there's a shock yeah, decline these, in that 20 to 25. These humans ain't having kids anyway. So if they, <laughs> right. they, they, That's they, don't, they don't right. want children. Right. They don't want children anyway. So right. abortion will be down because right. they don't they don't want to create no babies. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's a natural that's a natural occurrence. If you don't want right. to have babies, if you got a generation who are out here saying we're not having children, the abortions are going to go down. I could care one way or another. My thing has always been take the public dollars out of it. I I should not have to pay for your abortion. Mm -hmm. Because, you see, people like Planned Parenthood and there's many other smaller Mm -hmm. groups, they're getting billions from us a year. Billions. Mm -hmm. 
for to to, to prop mm-hmm. up that whole industry. So if you take right, away right. the federal funding, mm-hmm. the the federal funding, then they on their mm-hmm. own. That's between the person that's going in there and the no, provider. Put that back there now. Why? We already have one. Mm-hmm. But um, certainly, I don't think the taxpayers should be, you know, on the hook for that. Uh, no, you want to spend your three fifteen, three fifty, like I did. You. Then pay that shit. Yeah, you sure. know that's on you. Uh-oh. If you out there fucking, don't take your plan B and shut the fuck up. I don't care about no Roe v. Wade. Like I'm past that. I'm a little hypocritical in that. I did my thing when I was young. I was 17, 18. I had back to back abortions. I paid my my dude paid out of pocket for the abortions. He paid. Did you pay? Yeah, for he him? paid for that. Okay. He he did. I didn't pay nothing, but he paid right. for it as he should. He the one drilling. <laughs> So, you pay, you know? Well, yeah, so, if you pay for it, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. have anything to do with that, right? But once right, you're using right. public dollars, that now gives all of us a say, right? Because right. you're using but public dollars. They'll use the argument dollars. that it's for more services than that, you know? So that's their argument. That's their counter-argument. Well, it's not just for that. It's about all of this, you know, overall health in the communities, in the poorest communities. Anyway, we provide for teen prevention, mental health. They prevent, you know. So that's that's always going to be their shtick. And so they're going to continue to get federal funded. I don't understand why they don't go private. They, they get so much money. I mean, Hollywood and the rest of them just pump so much money into Planned Parenthood. I, I don't know why they can't go private. I don't know what's the, the issue with that. But... I want to read what Roe v. Wade is because we need to have yeah, a clear okay. understanding of what it's it, not what, like, what the actual ruling is, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go. It, 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 it was um, I have it in front of me, um, at least a portion of it. I, I I don't know if this just don't look like the whole thing, um, but uh, oh here's the full text, right here. Um, here you go. This is the full text. Ooh, it's long. Right, not too long. Let me pass this out to the to the family in the AP. If y'all want to read it, this is the text of Roe v. Wade. So is Jane Roe versus Henry Wade argued December thirteenth, nineteen seventy one. We argued on October eleventh, nineteen seventy two, and decided on January second, nineteen seventy three. Rehearing denied February 1973. So this is the 70s. I'm going to read the short version for a minute, and then we can. I'll, I'll read the overview. All right. This says this is the uh, Roe v. Wade 1973, the Supreme Court case that held that the Constitution protected a woman's right to an abortion prior to the visibility of the fetus. That's so vague. The visibility, excuse me, the viability, not the visibility, the viability of the fetus. Got it. So the overview, the case involved a Texas statute that prohibited abortion except when necessary to save the life of a pregnant woman. The Supreme Court, in a decision written by Justice Blackmun, Blackmun recognized a privacy interest in abortion. 
In doing so, applied the right to privacy established in Griswold versus Connecticut in 1965. At stake in this matter was the fundamental right of a woman to decide whether or not to terminate her pregnancy. The underlying values of this right included decisional autonomy and physical consequence, i.e. interest in bodily integrity. Because there was a fundamental right involved, the court applied the strict scrutiny test. The court divided the pregnancy period into trimesters. During the first trimester, the decision to terminate the uh, pregnancy was solely at the discretion of the woman. After the first trimester, the state could regulate procedure. During the second trimester, the state could regulate, but not outlaw, abortions in the interest of the mother's health. After the second trimester, the fetus became viable, and the state could regulate or outlaw abortions in the interest of the potential life expect, except when necessary to preserve the life or the health of the mother. Justice White and Justice Rehnquist, separate dissents, emphasized that the people and the legislation, legislature, not the court, should weigh this matter. So that's, that's the saying it needs to go to the states. Justice White argued, it's judgment and an impro- um, improvident and exact, and, and, excuse me, extra, oh, extravagant, ooh, exercise of the power of judicial review that the Constitution extends to this court. Judge Rehnquist believed that the majority had misconstrued privacy and argued that the court's sweeping invalidation of any restrictions on abortion during the first trimester is impossible to justify under that standard. What did that last say? We got to read that again. What is he saying there? Oh, let's read that again. Justice White and Justice Rehnquist, separate dissents, emphasized that the people and the legislature, not the court, should weigh the matter. So they're opposite on that end. Okay. Justice White argued it's judgment and an improvident and extravagant exercise of power of the judicial review that the Constitution extends this court. Justice Rehnquist believed that the majority had misconstrued privacy and that the court's sweeping invalidation of any restrictions, okay, the, any restrictions on abortion during the first trimester is impossible to, just, to justify. Okay, so if I understand that correctly, so Judge Rehnquist is saying that um, – there shouldn't be any restrictions, right, at all, if I'm, if I'm understanding that right. I don't know what's the problem with on the books. It should be left as is. What's wrong with that? Like, What the problem is over the years, mm-hmm. that has – the, the the effect of it has been that people have the constitutional right mm-hmm. to an abortion, which then ties federal funding to it. So you got to follow the money. 
See, mm-hmm. this is going to affect the money. These people are raking in the billions in that industry from the federal government. So the issue under is the whether, guise under the guise of full health care, because they will, mm-hmm. they argument they don't get money for abortions. Like a month, the federal funds are not used for abortion. That is their claim. Is for overall health care, not abortions, which is bullshit. Right, though. because they're framing they're framing abortion <laughs> as a health care issue, really. Right. Uh, Look, you know, a lot my, of my is, shit ain't uh, popular. My my thought ain't popular with with abortion. I'm I've you know I've gotten older. I see shit differently. Unless unless look, bitch, if if you shouldn't know early on if you're gonna keep a child or not. You know what I'm saying? If bitch, if you waiting four five months to know if you're gonna terminate the pre, that's a problem to me. Like at some point you gotta have some fucking moral integrity. At some fucking point, unless it is like it is a threat to your overall health. If the fucking, you know, or, you know, it's, it's some, you know, extreme circumstance. Maybe the child has a serious defect that they know that they found out in the womb that the child going to be all kinds of fucked up. Heart, you know, the heart was formed on the outside of his fucking chest and not inside the chest. Shit like that. I you know, I'm I'm kinda iffy on that. But I'm saying women you gotta take respon I'm just saying women need to take responsibility. All right. If she raped, yeah, she get rid of the mother. If you don't want to yeah. keep that child, don't keep it. Now in most you know what I'm saying, you feel violated get rid of abortion it. has that on the books. So even if you go to but a place like Georgia or Alabama where they serious. They have that on the books as protected cases. So if you mm-hmm. rape, uh, the danger to health to the mother, right, mm-hmm. or something egregiously wrong, those things right. are already protected. Oh, see, I didn't. They they make it sound like it's not. Yeah, if you look at those uh, heartbeat bills, um, those things are already protected mm-hmm. because see now that's going straight to the uh, physical health person who's carrying the baby right right because I mean hey, I had two of them in my earliest I wouldn't crazy. wait I didn't have to wait to no second I, I knew immediately that I wasn't keeping the children I said not doing it period so, but the, the, the I, problem, I mean, man, it's a tricky situation because, see, mm-hmm. we all we 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 all the way down the road, so we are dealing with broken families, right? Mm-hmm. We already dealing with like shit is just like sixty four genders as anything goes, right? <laughs> uh, you know those those issues, you know, is is, is something mm-hmm. to consider. But when you look at parent parenthood. That came out. That came. All of that came off the, the 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 slave system, whether it was in Britain or America or down in the islands. So a lot of this stuff is coming out of that breeding farm. The Nazis what you mean in by Germany. Uh huh. Because they was breeding slaves. Well, Nazis. Okay, I say Nazis was big on uh, Nazis was big on the abortion. They loved yeah. They the codified it. That's what I was going to say. Uh-huh. They took. 
the, the mm-hmm. those 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 old uh, forced labor ways, and then they codified it into law in Germany. So they took what was already existing and just made a system out of it. So they were big. They they was avoiding anything, not goddamn blue and blonde eyes matched together, right? <laughs> you 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 were liable for the chopping block. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Margaret Sanger. She had it pointed directly towards black people. That's in her language. That's in her books. That cannot, that's without dispute because it's in her own words. And they had a concern about us uh, that we will be breeding useless eaters, so to speak. So instead of having a bunch of useless eaters, we need something in place that we can, you know, terminate those who would not be productive to society because ultimately they will pull society all the way down. That's how the eugenics see it. And, of course, it's the racial issue that's behind it, right? Uh, You don't see Bill Gates killing himself, right? He's taking all that shit over to Africa and and dumping them in the neighborhood. Um, (laughs) Right. Right. So so all of that comes out of the eugenics. And then when you had, uh, what was it, Gloria Steinem, that CIA Steinem, Steinem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was posing feminist. as a feminist. Mm-hmm. Then they brought all of that shit into mainstream. Right? So it started out as a strictly eugenics thing, and now... It it, it 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 went mainstream. So when you look at the, the abortion numbers, really the abortion is higher in women who have already had children. That's the highest category. Um, uh-huh. The age is somewhere between 25 and 30. That's That's the highest group who's having abortions. When you look at the numbers between 1971 and 2019, black America was averaging, an average over those years, because it goes higher and lower, 700,000 abortions per year Mm -hmm. over that 30-plus, 40-plus year period. We was the highest category followed by the whites. The whites, they were something near 400,000 a year. Um, When you do that disproportionate shit, man, we are off the charts with abortions. Because if you just multiply that number and give each one of those aborted childs, a child themselves, you know, uh, generation reproduction, Man, we 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 close to a hundred million um, that has been aborted, and then at the same time, you know they dumping everything into our neighborhoods from guns to drugs, right? And then you have the opportunity thing, you know, our famous how are we gonna make money? We gotta do this. Ain't nothing else available. All of that. Uh, mm. The, the the public system damn near wiped out our families. You know what I mean? Uh, 
because it's more beneficial Man. for many women to. Uh, they get more money on taxes and, you know, the state and all that stuff, man. They get a whole bunch of stuff. So now the issue of abortion is mixed up into all of that, which makes it a goddamn sticky issue, <laughs> right? <laughs> because on one hand, you talk about breeding a bunch of useless eaters, right? Right, right. I'm about to say, on the other hand, I'm like some, I'm some people genes. Cause I'm about to say some people genes don't need to re- repopulate out here. It's just, it's just, right. it's just the truth. You got some right. degenerate ass genes on this planet, and they <laughs> do not need to repopulate. These fucking idiots that I look at every day that I'm seeing, no, I'm saying it, right. no.
I took personal responsibility and said I'm not going to have any more abortions. I said if I got pregnant again, that I it's on me. <laughs> and it, it was for real. Yeah, I did. I, I, and it's the truth. Like I was. I mean, I didn't. You know, I would. We wasn't. Me and Daryl wasn't out here uh, having real planned families. We, you know, right. we we just wasn't. And so I, so and I told him that I said the only reason why y'all here is because I, I I said no more. I wasn't gonna continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna turn my body into a fucking uh, abortion fucking body. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna fuck continue to fuck my body up having mm-hmm. those procedures. You know what I'm saying? So I, I said, I mean, for real, I was like, that's the only reason why y'all here. It's because I made, I took personal, my point is I took personal responsibility for my actions. I laid down. I'm the one who cracked my legs open. I'm the one who let them bust up in me. I got pregnant. And so I said, that's why y'all here. <laughs> you should have seen the look on this face. I wish y'all could have seen the look on this face. It was like. <laughs> you know, like it was kind of like it's like damn, mama, really? Like I'm it wasn't. Out how to take that nah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it was. It, it, but it's the truth. That's that's why you here. It wasn't because I was like one day I want to have a family and we're gonna have a family. And no, nah, it wasn't like that. I just had to take responsibility. I'm out here doing the do. And so I said no more because two was enough for me. Two was you know, but. This is why there needs to be abortion. This is why I'm pro-choice to a certain extent. So I do think women have to take responsibility, along, along with men. Like You, you yeah. preach that man shit, and it's true. Yeah. Then us, us sisters, you got to take responsibility because we laying on our backs. You know, women out here laying on their backs getting pregnant, too. It ain't like you ain't got no self-control. You need to have some self-control. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I mean... I, I think the most high that I stopped fucking. I'm I'm on year six. I'm 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 very proud of myself. I'm very very proud of myself. Even though I've really had moments of weakness, serious mm-hmm. weakness, but I've maintained, and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself because I used to uh I used to I used to fuck like a jackrabbit a lot mm-hmm. for a basketball playing hooping ass broad. Right. Very very high sexual drive. Okay, hold on. This is, but this is why abortion needs to stay. Everybody who rolled backwoods, mamas were dope fans. Only people smoke backwoods is crack babies. Yeah, backwoods is dope fans, babies, babies. <laughs> mama did a lot of fucking, so she got high while she was pregnant, which you're doing your prenatal stages, doing your trimesters and all that shit. Your mama was fucking and sucking dick. And still getting high on that dope. So when you was born, nigga, you was born with a what they call a dual diagnosis. You got substance abuse problems on top of mental health issues. Your mama was fucked up mentally. Your daddy was a gang-banging thug, nigga. So you came out dumb, stupid, mentally retarded. So on top of you being mentally retarded, <laughs> you start getting high at an early age in life because of your mama was doing dope. So guess what? You grew up, you don't know nothing about regular rolling blunts. You a backwood baby because you a crack addicted baby. You a crack baby. If you ain't a crack baby, your mama was a pill-popping bitch fucking when she got pregnant with you, nigga. You got to remember, you was born when they was popping mollies. And Molly, you a molly baby, nigga. Your mama is a molly popper. So they were fucking your mama pussy, nigga. Putting that calm in your mama, nigga. Everybody was calming on your fetus. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga. Some of you, nigga. 
was born with with the with them with them with them low hanging ears. Them 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 ears that be down here. You know, they saying they autistic, but them drunk babies. Yeah, yeah, them drunk babies. <laughs> Yeah, you was a drunk baby. Your mama called herself still trying to sip wine with you, nigga. That's why you have a hard time with mathematical problems. <laughs> That's why you nigga have a hard time with multiplication. You can do division, you can do subtraction, and addition. If somebody that multiplying fuck with you, that's because your mama liked to drink Jiffendale wine when you was when she was pregnant with you, nigga, in her third trimester. <laughs> <laughs> your mama was a goddamn drunk, and your daddy was a nigga that used to sip syrup. That's why you can't run fast. <laughs> you all, your brother can run fast. His daddy wasn't no syrup sipper. His daddy used to snort cocaine. Track team. Your daddy was a syrup sipper, fucking your pill popping mama. That's why you slow. The only thing you could do was play video game, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All you know how to do good is play video game, nigga. Cause that shit slow down. Cause your daddy was a syrup tipper. And he shot out syrup shipping con into your pill popping mama's molly pussy. <laughs> that's how you got here. That's that's just your most that's just your most be honest. <laughs> you niggas is that's why you niggas is that's why you niggas smoking backwood. That's why you niggas drank. That's why you niggas pop Percocets. That's why you niggas do Xanax. That's why you niggas do ecstasy. That's why you niggas eat ass. That's why you niggas fuck with boys. Your mama and your daddy did that to you, nigga. They say, I ain't bullshit. That's why you young niggas do everything. Everything. You young niggas do everything. You shoot. You kill. You fight. You fuck. You dance. You play football. You young niggas do everything. <laughs> with all them motherfucking... Uh, uh, chemical imbalances in your goddamn body. All the motherfucking wires is misconstrued, nigga. Your daddy chromosome mixed with your... <laughs> Say, and you bitch ass nigga, Say, listen, when last time you nigga hugged your mama? You don't even like your mama enough to hug that bitch. <laughs> you little bitty motherfucker so mean. Say, you nigga rather hug your grandma than hug your mama. You little mean motherfucker. <laughs> Say, I'm sorry your mama was chasing that dope, and she didn't come by. All she came by was gave your mama some money to feed you. She gave you a hug, and she kissed you, and she was dashing right back out the door to go be a hoe again. And you was sitting back up there mean. You was yeah, you learned to disrespect your grandmama from your punk-ass mama. Most you motherfuckers is disrespectful to your grandmama because your ragged-ass mama didn't teach you nothing. She was too busy out showing a nigga how to get his dick on. Your mama is an expert in putting a nigga's dick on salt, and she ain't an expert with you. I'm sorry, boys and girls, that you got to hear this from Uncle Charleston. Somebody got to tell you niggas this shit. That's what's wrong. Yo, that is the... That is the abortion PSA. That's the most pro-abortion ad that can ever be ran. That's all I'm saying. That is the post, that is the most pro-abortion fucking ad on on the planet. Okay? If you was ever against abortion, that right there just made you for it. I'm just saying. People who don't, who, who, who pro-choice, uh, you need to play Charleston's cut right there all through your ads, and, and, and then you'll have an actual squad behind you. Because I'm just saying, that's the kind of shit that's out here, and them people don't need to procreate. That's what I'm saying. We're seeing too much of it. 
We see now, the I will say overall, <laughs> the the good news is overall in the black demographic, you know, all black women aren't running around having abortions all day and all night either. True, true indeed. Just true like indeed. all black people ain't running around in Chicago shooting people. Right, that's probably right, less right. than two percent of right. that demographic up there in Chicago, and in many other areas. Um, so I, I I do want to, you know, put that on the record. But the, the the problem with us is we keep following behind these goddamn European fanatical ass people with all that fanatical shit they be doing up in Europe. Mm-hmm. Since we, you know, there was a fucking Europe. Uh, and that, and that shit goes contrary to our nature. Because, like, if you listen to the views of a lot of black people, if you get them one-on-one, we are ultra-conservative in our views. Nobody loves Jesus more than a black person, right? Um, <laughs> we, we, we take uh, commerce and economic very seriously. Even if we don't know what the fuck we're doing, right, right. we take that True. very seriously. Uh, most black mothers aren't for that anything go type of stuff that Lord Jordan and Johnny be doing over there on the other side of the tracks. Most black kids, their parents will kill them before they let them do that shit some of these white kids be doing. Uh, so overall, by nature, we're a little bit more conservative than we give our credit for, but... Uh, I know we naturally conservative. That's what pissed me off, is that, like, mm-hmm. niggas be forgetting that they're, con- they're conservative roots. We were socially, right. uh, you know, financially conservative, um, socially conservative, until they got right. corrupted. Until it got corrupted. For real. And it got corrupted, following behind the Gloria Steinem and all these. Oh, they got real good now. They just put a black face in front of us now. <clears throat> they don't even got to come out to our communities and voodoo us anymore. Um, they just send your brother out there to do a form. But it, it, it appears as if, you know, we're living in a social system or we're uh, jumping on a social train that is actually contrary to our nature. Oh, that's the fact. There ain't know, no ifs, ands, and buts about that. That's real. Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, because um, we we know that we. I mean, you know, we 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 you you know we operate on sound right reasoning, so we know it's contrary <laughs> to, um, you know how we really supposed to be moving, thinking, acting, and being. So mm-hmm. you know. But hey, I mean. Now, my thing with the the, the Roe versus Wade thing is, <clears throat> one is the federal dollars. Take out public dollars, right. then if you yeah. get pregnant, then you should be able to pay for that abortion, right? Right. That's it. Real uh, simple. That that that's real simple, right there. That'll force responsibility, mm-hmm. really. Um, Straight up. Then is it? fucking my body, my choice, or is it not? Because hmm. for a whole two years, they've gone around forcing shit in people's fucking arms saying you got to get it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, which one is it? Right? Are we doing uh-huh. my body, my choice again? And then the same people who were pushing the mandates are the same ones that's out here raising all this hell in Washington, D.C. right, right. now. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So let me, let me play devil's advocate, as they would say. Well, my abortion okay. doesn't affect you, but you having that virus could infect me and the people I love around me. So that's the difference. The difference the is the my body, my choice is premised on the principle of I have the right to choose what goes on with my body. Mm-hmm. That's what it's premised on. That's what was in legal uh, briefing you just read, that that's a fundamental right I have over my body, period. So if you want to have that fundamental right when it comes to abortion, then I should have that same fundamental bodily right when it comes to any other procedure. Yeah, that's right. true. It need to be. It need to be all around tables. No, I mean it needs to be all. You know, really just flat, the same all over the table across the board, as they say. Same if I in. have the choice over my body, or I don't. Or I don't. One to the two. Let's bring in Don Nicole Leon. Hey, uh, we get ready to go to overtime. Uh, What's happening, Don? Don? We got one and a half. Great day. Great I'm going to be the first to say, live on the show, it's good mm-hmm. to see that you had a hot damn politics back-to-back tonight <laughs> and last Friday, Wednesday. Uh, great day, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's, okay, here's the most interesting thing about, like, natural law is okay. that mm-hmm. you can kill. You can kill. Mm-hmm. Right? You 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 can kill. You can kill as, as many people as you want, right? And it doesn't affect the ecosystem. You got mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. That means if I kill off all Caucasians, nature will not create any viruses to balance that shit off. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be diseases, more diseases or more virus that to show up. The only thing that happens when you fuck up the ecosystem is when you try to save something that is supposed to die. Got say it? that again, Don? No, no. Say that again. I want to catch what you, what you said there. Go ahead. In nature, the natural law, is you can kill mm-hmm. off all species if you want, and it won't create diseases or viruses. You got mm-hmm. me? But mm-hmm. when you try to save something that is destined to die is when you throw off the ecosystem, where now nature has to make its way to start to create diseases and all that type of shit when you're interfering right. with life and death. You understand? So if you ever pay mm-hmm. attention to that, you know, a whole bunch of people can die. Millions can die at one time, and it won't fuck up the ecosystem. But to save one life, you could possibly fuck up the ecology system. Because that's nature's way of saying that this particular species or a species 
a person in a species, a living organism in this species, in this body called Earth, that it, it, it has to go. It has to leave. And interesting enough, doctors interfere with that by saving a life. If the life is saved, it throws off the ecosystem. People are naturally supposed to die. If not, let's say if, if, if someone is shot in the fucking head and nobody tries to save it and see if nature deems that person to live through that gunshot in the head, then that's nature saying that person is supposed to live. But we interfere with life. You know what I'm saying? We're saving life, but we don't interfere necessarily with death. So take when they when they when these crackers feel like that a goddamn polar bear is about to go extinct, it tries it tries to save its life, right? Got it? And mm-hmm. then it throws off the ecosystem. So now we got more viruses has to come here to balance out this motherfucker. Anything that is that humans interfere with with so-called saving, more diseases, more viruses, and all of that, because at that point, nature has to take something out in the place of the lives that you're saving. Got it? Mm-hmm. So more has to go based on one life you save. So I say that to say if you follow natural law and study natural law, you'll find out that death has to happen and not life. Now, when there's more life, that means triple the amount of death has to happen. One life can cause 100,000 deaths. If you study study natural law, Uh the universal law, nature's law, not man and woman's dumbass shit, but if you study it, you'll see that um, with, with, let's say, if it's all about life, then it has to be all about death. Got it? So that's the balance, man. Mm -hmm. If it's all about death, it doesn't have to be all about life. If you study nature... So when there's, a, when there's a species that's about to go extinct, everybody dies. When I say everybody, I'm, I don't, I'm, not, I'm embellishing. But everybody, mm-hmm. everybody dies for saving that one goddamn species crackers like to save once it's on the um, brink of extinction. Got it? But if they mm-hmm. let that motherfucker die by way of nature deciding, that this species is supposed to die, then no one else fucking dies. This is about death. This ain't about life. Mm. Nature is concerned with who got to die. Who got to go? Everybody <laughs> who got to, yes, absolutely. That mm-hmm. it's time for this particular species to fucking die and you're not supposed to be interfering with it. Right? So now back to the gunshot to the head. If nobody interferes okay. with that person trying to save his life with a gunshot to the head, nature decides whether or not that motherfucker will survive or not. If, in fact, its gene or bloodline or its life is worth saving, 
it, the life itself will save that person. Not you, not me, not the doctors, not anything. Nature decides who stay and who go. When you interfere with that, you throw off the ecosystem. Now a whole mm-hmm. bunch of motherfuckers got to die. Now here's a tsunami. They got to wipe everybody. Everybody that's in the hospital that's walking out of that bitch now all over the world said, damn, the doctor saved my life. Shortly after, boom, guess what happens? A goddamn tsunami kills the same amount of motherfuckers that walked out of that goddamn hospital around the world. Because mm. you're interfering with nature. So I say that to say, oh, let me add this. Now, if you remember when when um, on X-Files and um, Mulder ended up in some cave and the aliens fucked him up so bad and the dude buried it and he buried, blew the damn thing, the old man, the smoking man blew that nigga up mm-hmm. and the Native Americans yes. went and grabbed him. And, and what yes. they say, we do not, this is what they said on X-Files, and it's interesting because they, they understand how this shit go. They said, we right. cannot interfere with this man's life. All we can do is put Mulder in a goddamn tent and put this on top right. of him and let's see what nature decides if he lives or if he don't. That's true. Yeah, I remember it vividly. Absolutely. And nature decided mm-hmm. that this motherfucker live. And no yep. interference. And that is the natural way. But man has a way of trying to touch shit and break it and make it even worse. If you save a life, a million dies because that's how nature plays. So now bring it to us in reality, a little bit more down below the higher rounds to the bottom of the fucking vibratory goddamn plane. You are accounted for a certain amount of goddamn babies that has to be born on this planet. If you go over that limit, it's a whole bunch of deaths you and that fuck nigga going to have to go to. A lot of funerals. What happened? <laughs> right, and y'all right. know that for the record. Mm-hmm. Y'all know that for real. You know what I'm saying? So this is why there's mm-hmm. so much, and this is it's sad, but this is why there's so much death in the black community. You understand? You understand? This is why. So a murder got to happen. A car accident got to happen. Uh, I mean, but mainly, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's a lot of murder, right? Because mm-hmm. that's nature having to set who got to go because it's goddamn baby here. <laughs> okay? Right. So it's not, because, listen, fuck how you die. You die, you die. Got it? So mm-hmm. it don't matter if you got hit mm-hmm. by a car, shot up at a goddamn gas station, you know what I'm saying? Shoot yourself yeah. in your own face by mistake. It doesn't matter. Death is death. Death is inevitable. So we're in the black community. It's overpopulated. Too many is being born. That means those that are living got to go. No matter how they go out, this bitch, that is why. That is why. Mm-hmm. So it's showing you right there that it's not about Life is about death. Now, how many of you motherfuckers want some people to die in your goddamn family? Once an embryo is growing in the goddamn baby body, but not just how many mm-hmm. people you want to die, but this could be your time to die. 
the brother that wants the bitch to keep the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he dies. Damn. You Damn. know what I'm saying? Because I've seen mm-hmm. that happen, and we've heard about that happen. The mm-hmm. nigga dies before the baby was born. Your father died before you came out the pussy. Right. So it's not about any circumstances dealing with rape, Neff. It's not about any circumstances dealing with a bitch carrying a baby mm. up to five months and decide to have a motherfucking um, and do some labor and get the little bastard out of that mm-hmm. motherfucking kill it. It's not about none of that. Mm-hmm. It's about nature. And nature don't like too many motherfuckers here. So she has to balance it out. There are certain species other than the human species, that have to go extinct. And humans are interfering it by saving its life. And thus... So then, then, then who supposed to go extinct? Humans? Well, eventually, yeah, humans are. That's why that little video you mm-hmm. play is showing that humans don't <laughs> want to go extinct. They're trying to got... So they mm-hmm. figure they can fake nature by becoming a mm-hmm. fucking robot. Robot. (laughs) (laughs) Even that robot got to die. (laughs) Just like cars do. Just like anything else, it got to die. If it's in her shit, Mm. it has a a certain amount of time to motherfucking live. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is. Even a fruit, a plant. By the moment the the apple is alive, as soon as you bite in that bitch, it starts to die. That's all part of natural law, nature. I got a question, Don. Can I ask my question? Yeah, baby. Oh, so using that logic, are we all to line up and take the Dr. Fauci shot because he said it's time for us to die, so take this shit? No, he don't know when or day your 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 leaf going to fall, but he would love to hurry up and kill you. That's a little <laughs> bit different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it ain't going to work, though. You know what I'm saying? People live through AIDS. People live through gunshot in the head. People live through all the poison, all the traps that, you know, another motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you've seen it. A motherfucker lived, lived, well, actually, Tupac did, too. He nigga said, six shot didn't get me, bitch. I took it and smiled. Right. So that motherfucker lived through that. So it don't matter how much a motherfucker want to kill you. Mm-hmm. And you live through it, it, it ain't your time to motherfucking go. Nature said it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It ain't up to no man. It ain't up to nobody. It ain't up, regardless. I saw a bitch so that this was is in relation to abortion. But yeah. that, well, no, this is mm-hmm. in relation to everything. You know what I'm saying? It's in relation to everything. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying in regarding abortions, it shouldn't be discussed mm-hmm. whether it was a motherfucker was raped or not. Kill it regardless. Kill it if you're happy that you're pregnant. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Even if you're happy and you're pregnant. If you're happy and you're pregnant, kill it. Oh, man. If you're happy and you're pregnant, kill it. If you're happy and you're pregnant and your belly's really short, if you're happy and you're pregnant, just kill it. <laughs> 
Shut up. You're happy you're pregnant. Kill it. Kill it. Goddamn, because it's for real. So that someone that you really do care about, because somebody got to go, and it could be the goddamn happy bitch that's pregnant got to die. Oops, we look like you won't be with the baby. Right. That's that both. This is real thing. Yeah, all that shit. Even after, a bitch dies after the motherfucker. A month after she dies from having that shit. Yeah. That shit happy. dangerous. Ooh, if you're happy and you're pregnant, kill it. <laughs> it doesn't matter because nature going to take some motherfuckers out. You know what I'm saying? And it could be you or the daddy. Oh, yeah. Or the grandma. Or the, or, or the child that's already living. That's why you got to be very fucking careful. It's interesting, too, yeah. because um, <laughs> it's, for real, I've seen it happen. And, and it, it kind of hurt my heart because people don't know what is their limit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was different. Yeah, you right. can say, your, people be saying, yeah, my grandmama had 12 fucking kids. Well, how many funerals did she go to, though, motherfucker? Get it? Well, there's so life definitely right? coming. Yeah, exactly. So you got to, so y'all still got to ask, y'all still got to ask, hell yeah, you got to still ask that motherfucker, well, how many funerals did she go to? Because you can that's have as many children, but I guarantee you it's a lot of goddamn funerals happening. You know what I'm saying? Nobody mm-hmm. paying attention to that. Niggas don't pay attention to death when it comes to life. They don't pay attention to death. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they don't correlate the two. They don't Absolutely. Don't, because they right ain't in their right goddamn mind. Hmm. I am. <laughs> so, but now y'all can start asking these niggas, and they ain't going to be able to tell you because they didn't ask their grandmama, how many funerals did you go to since you had 12 goddamn babies? Granny, mm-hmm. how many people died? I went to maybe more funerals than baby showers. Not that I go to babies, but the people I've known that have babies, shit. I know it because it all depends. It all depends. Nature has to make room if more motherfuckers going to be here. So make room means you got to go. You understand? Even if you're happy. Even if you're Mm. happy and pregnant. Even if you're happy and you're pregnant. Even the happy pregnant bitch got to go and the baby lives. She decides all that shit. That shit, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's why death is really the reign supreme because nobody knows how to balance life. So she has to do it with death. And it's sad because there's a part in the Holy Tablets now we read last Saturday, and it says some shit like this is the devil talking. He said, man, these niggas, they want what they don't need. (laughs) <laughs> Some shit like that, you know. It just went on Damn. with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They want to have, right. and they already got, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so to think about that, people say they want a child. That's not mm-hmm. up to you. For what? Well, that's you know true. what I'm saying? I want a baby. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker turned into a full-blown-ass goddamn adult. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it right. won't even make it to that. 
So we people. people just want but don't but don't need. That's the point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So this is why mm-hmm. not only nature is causing death, you got your devil friend that is also causing death. Mm-hmm. You know what, what I'm saying? The what? The government the or just... You got your... Yeah, you're, you're the one that the motherfucker... Okay. The niggas that rule the, all the fucking worlds and shit. This bitch here. Yeah. yeah. Is responsible for death, and nature is responsible for death. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why some of them is for um, life or pro-choice so that they can kill mm-hmm. it. When they come out the pussy in the goddamn way. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Your devil friend. <laughs> they make plenty of money while he's doing it, too. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, hey, stem cells and placenta, placenta sex and even abortions, they're making a lot of money off of that. Because wow, that's the real issue. Billion Multi-billion dollar You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the real issue. Yeah, yeah exactly. that is the real issue. And, and one thing they do know, if I have a baby in an institution, my, me, the baby ain't coming back to you motherfuckers. <laughs> right. So you can keep scraping it for blood and shit and whatever the fuck else you're right. trying to get out of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But for me, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They want jeans and everything. They want all types of shit. They want the teeth, the tonsil, the pendants. They want everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So wouldn't the reverse be true also? So you you saving lives that you shouldn't fucking be saving. It throws off balance. But couldn't it go the other way too? Nope. That you're killing nope. too many people. No, because it's still too many people. <laughs> but you're interfering with death. That's the thing. By saving a life, you interfere with natural natural death. So now a whole bunch of other, you know, type of death has to happen to balance this shit off. Mm. Yep. You remember when Nicole, that bitch Nicole, had that baby, everybody died, and then she died. Remember that, Neff? That lady Nicole, Nicole who, who, Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole Smith. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon as she yeah. had that baby, her son walked in, happy to see it, he dropped dead. <laughs> she I in remember the hospital. that. Yeah, she that died. nigga walk in, right. she dropped it. He dropped dead, then she dropped dead. And I, and what happened to the baby? The baby dropped dead too. Danny Lynch, you know, she with that man. She with the. Uh, yeah, with and that's the, amazing. The One baby born, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people got maybe have to die in the family, because probably was other mm-hmm. babies going. So and like I told mm-hmm. my daughters, you are not having any fucking children. Mm-hmm. You're not having none. Because I don't know who got to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they be like, I want to one day. No, the fuck, that, that shit ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Well, I'll see my somebody got to go. She said she don't want no. She said she don't want no children. We'll see <laughs> that. 
Yeah, because I understand nature. So it ain't about what the fuck you want, bitch. Somebody got Mm -hmm. to die around this motherfucker. That's the point. So you mm-hmm. you trying to avoid premature, because death is inevitable. If your death time is, comes, is come. inevitable, but it's, it's supposed inevitable. to happen naturally yeah. without interference yeah. mm-hmm. of motherfuckers, and they won't. This is what mm-hmm. did it? Right. It's everybody won't. And he said uh, the devil said anymore. the devil said they won't right. and already have right. So now you have mm-hmm. one child, and his name is D. Who wanted mm-hmm. the other goddamn two? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you saw what happened, mm-hmm. like, got, you know, your mom, your two dads and shit, mm-hmm. your grandma, mm-hmm. ain't no telling who else was popping it off. But just think about mm-hmm. it, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And remember, your grandmother said you weren't supposed to have but two. That's what threw it off, mm-hmm. that third one. She did say that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you weren't supposed to have but two. Next thing you know, goddamn Neff hitting up goddamn three goddamn funerals. <laughs> he threw it off. He threw it off. <laughs> Fucked it all up, man. My, my grandmother did say that, though. She did say I was only supposed to have two children. She right. Did say, that's, on, that's actually on air. She said that on, on the show um, years ago. Don't know why she said it, but she said it. Because that's what it is. You weren't supposed to have. I know how many I'm supposed to have. Only four. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing else. My mama, four. My brother, four. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened when he had that um that that fifth one? Mm-hmm. Her mother ended up damn near dead and still dead right now. Mm-hmm. And still dead. <laughs> yeah. That shit, wow. Like, and I guess she was only supposed to have two because she had two. And that's interesting because mm-hmm. I think, you know, technically they can only have a certain amount in her family. When she went over the limit, she ended up having three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I understand the science behind the balance of life. So, I mean... I can't. It's no. It's no arguing that that nature does. You know what she do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Do. But the do. problem with the black community, they need to stop fucking so that nobody dies. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I man. When it's truly yeah. called, when it's time, um, time is really called, and not until Israel really comes, like when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, but nature, yeah, it's too much. Like when people say, you know, mm-hmm. we all dying out here in the black community and shit. That's because you keep giving birth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm still trying to figure out, like, fucking future situation. Like, damn, I know they, they ain't mm-hmm. talking about they hit their baby mamas having to bury their cousins and all of that because they only focus on what future dick is going into. But if we follow mm-hmm. them baby mamas, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Only if, you know what I'm saying, they got to have a certain set or future. Because this nigga is, yeah, impregnating. Yeah. Yeah, His whole little side of his family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that can put a threat to um, 
to his situation, to his uh, current right. family. That's yeah, or to himself. He keep going. He gonna end up a damn tree gonna fall on his ass. Nature might choose him that he had to. He got to go. Or one of those children, because you saw what happened mm-hmm. to um, what's the name trying to play that whole ass shit? Nick Cannon, I think Ooh. it was Nick Cannon. His son died. He kept oh, being pregnant. Boy, yeah. One of them, one of them babies yeah. had to die. Yeah, that little boy. Yeah, he had to. He was born with that big ass skull. You still got to die. Nature said that motherfucker got to die. Motherfucker mm-hmm. got to go. Now what happens? Damn. Yeah. So Neff threw it off, Don. <laughs> you threw it off. Now. What? Because <laughs> <So that's just, laughs> you weren't supposed oh. to have it, too. Everybody else said, well, <laughs> let us get our goddamn papers in orders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let us get all our business squared away. <laughs> you know the older they get The wiser they become They already know what time it is Oh yeah Oh yeah Yeah But yeah So that's what I'm saying So you know mm-hmm. um, Abortion helps save lives It helps save lives Yes ma'am Hmm <laughs> and you can tell when it's inevitable, when nature needs that mm-hmm. baby to live. No abortion can kill it. It never yes. works out. My mother tried to abort me. I know me. that for That's a fact. Yep, because you're supposed to and be she here. she tried to abort me. Yeah. Yep, yep. And she came into labor at seven months with me. I had a twin. Actually, my twin died. Uh, but, yeah, she tried to abort me. That's what caused her premature labor. Uh-huh. See that? Because, yeah, because mm. nature, uh-uh, nature said this motherfucker got to come through. I Trust me, I tried with mine. That's why they still here. Right. <laughs> and that was the old school abortions. You know, they ain't had clinics right then, you know. <clears throat> yeah, but it still work here, even now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how you know certain people are supposed to come through and certain motherfuckers are not. Nature will help you abort that motherfucker. She'll set it up so smooth and shit. The damn cleaning clothes right now. You call and be like, as a matter of fact, we came in for some reason. Some told us to open up. We'll take you right now at twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> like, like that baby's supposed to die. About twelve thirty. Goddamn. Yeah, I be mad. They said this is a real night, goddamn shit. They was like, yeah, you got to get rid of that motherfucker right now. We just so happened to be here when you came at 12 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Come right on in. (laughs) That would be when they want that motherfucker to die, baby. Shit, they set that shit up to save other people's lives. Abortion saved lives. Shout it. Don't you ever forget that shit. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, I put in my two. Um, <laughs> but it's fucked up because we don't really need to have abortion. We just need to stop fucking. They don't. Yeah. Oh, that's the point. But because of that, there has to be in place. Yeah. It, just, it has to be in place. Conundrum. Yeah. Now, remember, I was saying we're in a hell of a conundrum mm-hmm. now. Right? 
it ain't as, as simple as pro or for. You got a bunch of useless eaters running around this motherfucker. You ever noticed right. that black people, white people give a limit? They just want two? A boy and a fucking girl? How do they be pulling that shit out? Because <laughs> they're not fuckaholics. Yeah. Right. And that should right. be amazing, right? Damn, near all the white people mm-hmm. I fucking know, man, they all got a boy and a fucking girl. Like, how the fuck y'all just get two? <laughs> that was the saying back then, right? You just want two children, a boy and a girl. A boy well, and these people get it. These white folks get exactly what there's nothing more and nothing less. On the first shot, right. On the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. First one a boy, second one a girl. Like what the fuck? And they they be call, they be claiming in the name of Jesus or something. I want the boy to come first and then the girl. Man. Then what the fuck? Yeah, I fucking quit. <laughs> I had three girls. I ain't even motherfucking well, chance in that shit no more. Yeah. <laughs> then why they got them living long and shit, motherfucker? Mm. They know about life and death because they have six senses. They understand how that shit go. <laughs> Motherfucker. There'll be two yeah, of them motherfuckers said, in the car. That's what I said. All that shit, that's why I said it's all it's all bullshit, you know, this Roe v. Wade, it's, it's all bullshit. I'm like that, that shit ain't going nowhere. It's all that's it was all contrived. That's just all that the whole leak is all contrived and it's bullshit at the end of the day. Right. But that shit right, because it's not banning anything, actually. It, it's just saying that we're not going to deal with it from the federal level. That's it. Oh, what you mean? Mm-hmm. The federal. Who's not dealing with it on the federal level? It's state, right? I mean, well, yeah, you got to do You knock it down to the states, yes. So in other words, yeah, 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 yeah. That Because that means you're going to have to get out of that fucking state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. You got to get out of that yeah. goddamn state, ain't that a bitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's Alabama. Yeah. Alabama yeah. said if a bitch miscarries, you're going straight to prison for life. God damn! God, come on, Don, for real? That's <laughs> like miscarried? Yeah, that how they that man. These, these men ruthless nigga. They give no fucks, and the bitches <laughs> that's on the shit say a bit that I say. What the word when you agree for the vote? Yay, nay, yay. Yay. Women sitting there saying yay, yay, yay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know if that's in the law yet, but we know Alabama abortion laws or some old shit, right? They got little laws. Yeah, they they brought it up, but it ain't ain't, ain't no law. It ain't came in. As far as the heartbeat and shit. Your heartbeat bill, yeah, it ain't been passed. It's just presented. You know what I'm saying? They got to yeah. vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say niggas are really not affected by this. Niggas ain't affected That's by none saying. of that shit. Because niggas, right. niggas know how to kill a goddamn baby without a motherfucking going to check in and shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like we, we got a know. candy lady, right? <laughs> Go see the candy lady, right? Hell yeah, shit. Hell yeah. Not on the candy lady door. That's why they started candy. selling liquor on Sundays. <laughs> In Georgia, mm-hmm. cause goddamn the, 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 the candy lady getting out of goddamn money. 
Right, so like, right. Well, that's untaxed money. That's, uh, yeah, that's right. That's that candy lady has money. everything in her apartment. Everything. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shit, mm. bitch selling cigarettes, everything. That bitch got a whole yeah. corner store. <laughs> Hell yeah. Straight selling up. Selling cigarettes is hey. nothing new. <laughs> the candy lady invented that shit. <laughs> you know what I meant to tell y'all too about that um real quick about that food shortage shit um okay. that they that they trying to contrive. People forget about all them food plants burning down. That's some shit that some they ain't out here shit. talking about. Remember I, t- yeah. I told you it's all manufactured. Cause they done had over about twenty. Food plants throughout the country burned since the pretty much since the beginning of this whole pandemic burned down. That ain't no coincidence. That's not a coincidence. They trying to put they trying they're doing their best to make that shit happen. I got a list. Of I heard it. your boy Biden uh, gave everybody heads up. Get ready for a food shortage. Yeah. He did. He yeah. said it in March. He said in March 24th. And, and check it out. First fire was a Tyson food plant in Kansas in Good. February of 2019. They shut down in what? Mar- April, right? Wouldn't the, didn't the, the lockdowns happen in April of 2020? I believe April of 2020 is when they did the lockdown. That was the first one. The second one, the next one came on January the 2nd, 2021, it was a Dale Star meat plant in Fayetteville, Illinois. Then on July 23rd, 2021, the Kellogg Company fire plant happened in Memphis, Tennessee. Then on Tuesday, August 24th, 2021, the Patak meat processing in Cobb County, Georgia burned down. Then on September 13th, 2021, JBS food plant in Nebraska burned down. Then on November 20th, 2021, the Made Right State Company burned down in Kansas City, Kansas. On December the 12th, 2021, Westside Food Processing Plant in San Antonio, Texas burned down. Then on January 1st, 2022, Van Drummond Farms in Illinois burned to the ground. This is all fire. Yeah, all fire. 20, January 14, 2020, the Cargill food mill in Louisiana exploded. I remember seeing that on the, the people who, you know, motherfuckers on their phones when that plant uh, actually exploded. People thought it was an earthquake or some shit. Then, um, where am I at? February 1st, 2022, Harper's Market um, um, poultry plant in uh, Hamilton Mountain was a fire that burned. February 15, 2022, um, Bonanza Company meat packing in El Paso, Texas burned to the ground. On February 28, 2022, Shears Foods in Hamilton, oh, Hammerston, Oregon exploded. Then in March 2022, Hot Pockets, the Hot Pockets plant in Jonesboro, Arkansas burned to the ground. Then on March 16, 2022, the Walmart Fulfillment Plant in Plainsville, Indiana, burned to the ground. And then in March 28, the Marco Food um, Pantry in Arizona burned to the ground. 
then Rio Fresh in, on, in, on March 31st burned to the ground. Then in April 2022, East Conway Food, Beef, and Pork in New Hampshire burned to the ground. And then in Jim State Processing in Idaho, another burned to the ground. Taylor Farms in Salinas, California, a fire. And the last one happened on April 18th at Zoo Standard Headquarters Meat Packing in Oregon. Burned to the ground. Now, how many did I roll off? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. That's 25 plants in the course of a year and a half. All right? Well, a year and a half, two years. So, you know, the food shortage is all manufactured. That's just more evidence of it. I just wanted to give you that little tidbit because I just came across my, uh, I just got my hands on all the, the dates. On hey, babe. You say, why Ethereum? Ethereum said that shit was set ops missions blowing shit up. Oh, spe- special ops. Yep. All food plants, bro. Remember he said that shit on March 24th. The stream, the, the last stream all happened after after January 1st that shit took off, Ethereum. Straight took off. Here's the quote. He said, this has been happening around the same time. Oh, this is a, okay, I follow you. You got this. But this happened around the same time, around the same time the President Biden warned the country that uh, would have food shortages in the future. We um, Yes, we did talk about food shortages, and it's going to be real, he said in a press conference in March. Of course, he blamed these shortages on sanctions and shit to the Ukraine and Russian war, but doesn't seem to like a good explanation of much. Yeah, they can't explain all them flyers, Ethereum. They can't. And they not and it's it's not even a um it ain't even being questioned. Like what the fuck is happening at these plants? Why are they there's no there's no nothing. They'd rather have people worried about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and a whole bunch of other bullshit. But yeah. So I'm looking at the fact checks, right? Put in full process is burning down. They're going to give you a billion fact checks to you before you can get to that goddamn article talking about the actual burnings, right? So that, that, that article I posted was way down on the list. All you're saying is fact check, fact okay. check, fact check. That's all Google is now, really. So the fact checkers are saying there's no proof of conspiracy, but we really don't know why all these processes right. are burning down. Just week after like, week after week. That's not a week. damn fact check. <laughs> right. But it's just not true, but we don't know why. You got the fact right. check actually, it, you know. The only thing they're saying is without is missing context. No, it ain't. It ain't no context to it. What the fuck is you talking about? A fire is a fire. No, yeah, no the context to a fucking fire. And what's Shit the happening week after week after week. Burning up. What's the chances of that? Every, <laughs> every <laughs> fucking month. Every month. Starting mm-hmm. back in uh, from August. Wait, yes. Basically... Mm-hmm. From July 25th on, there was a there was a fire every month, every fucking month, all throughout the country of a of a food plant. Mm. 
Where they do that at? Right. Where do they do that at? That's some shit that Nothing they do in war. Here, folks. And that's some shit <laughs> they do in strategic wars when you try yeah. to cripple your enemy. Yeah. That's what they do in wartime. They take out strategic shit like food plants, power plants, power grids. Right. Energy. That's war. Mm-hmm. That's during war. But I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. the chance of this shit being coincidental is close to as nil as nil can get. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, they can tell that shit to somebody <clears throat> who really don't know any better. But, uh, that two plus two does in fact equal four according to their mathematics. It, uh, it, it really it really does though. It, it really does. I wanna get this to you. Fire. I, I wanna get this to you, uh, Mr. Larry and everybody else. Please keep this because we didn't get to it tonight. It's for y'all. With, uh weapons of silent war. Yeah. Silent okay. war uh silent weapons for a quiet war. Yeah. I want y'all to um we're gonna tap in to that um, next next week and until we finish it. Doesn't, it's not a, a extremely long document. How about I just read the um, the what is this like the precursor or the pre preface? Mm-hmm. I'll read that. We only got a couple fifteen minutes left. It says it is patently impossible to discuss social engineering or the automation of a society, i.e. the engineering of social automation systems, silent weapons, on a national or worldwide scale without implying extensive objectives of social control and destruction of human life, i.e. slavery and genocide. This manual in itself is an analog declaration of intent. Such a writing must be secured from public scrutiny. Otherwise, it may be recognized as a technically formal declaration of domestic war. Furthermore, whenever any person or group or, per, or group of persons in a position of great power and without full knowledge of consent of the public uses such knowledge and methodology for economic conquest, it must be understood that a state of domestic warfare exists between said persons or group of of persons in the public. The solution of today's problems required an approach which is ruthlessly candid, with no agonizing over religion, moral, or cultural values. We have qualified for this project because of our ability to look at human society with cold objectivity and yet analyze and discuss your observations and count conclusions with others of similar intellectual capacity without the loss of um, discretion or humility. Such virtues are exercised in your own best interest. Do not deviate from them. This is going to be good. It says, uh, this publication marks the 25th anniversary of the the Third World War called the Quiet War being conducted using subjective biological warfare fought with silent weapons. This book contains the introductory description of this war, its strategies, and its weaponry. 
Oh, this is going to be good, man. It's going to be good. So I'll go ahead and do the historical introduction real quick. And then okay. we can just chop it up. Silent weapon technology has evolved from operational research, a strategic and tactical methodology developed under the military management in England during World War II. World War II. And they claiming this shit right now is about to be World War Three because I'm telling y'all, man, y'all, y'all needed to hear that shit that Nancy Pelosi and them was talking. Did you hear it, Mr. Um, Larry? Did you watch her, Adam Schiff, and all them fucking Democrats over there the other day? Did you watch yeah, they it? was having a literal fucking meltdown. Yes. <clears throat> They're talking some serious mm. stuff. Ain't they? It says, the original purpose of Operation Research was to study the strategic and um, tactical problems of air and land defense with the objective of effective use of limited military resources against foreign enemies, i.e. logistics. Tell me that's not happening right now, right now. That's exactly what they're doing. Objective effective use of limited military resource against foreign enemies. It said it is soon recognized by those in positions of power that the same methods might be useful for totally controlling the society, but better tools were necessary. Social engineering, the analysis and automation of a society requires the correlation of great amounts of Constantly changing economic information. So a high-speed computerized data processing system was necessary, which could race ahead of the society and predict when society will arrive for copulation. Is that copulation or capitulation? Excuse me, capitulation. uh, Relay computers were too slow. But the um, electronic computer invented in 1946 by Jesper Eckert and John W. Malchi uh, filled the bill. The next breakthrough was the development of the simple, um, simplex uh, method of linear programming in 1947 by the mathematicians George B. Danzig. Then in 1948, the transfer, the transistor invented by J. Barden and W. H. Bracken, and W. Shockley, William Shockley, <laughs> promised great expansion of the computer file by reducing space and power requirements. With these three inventions under their direction, um, those in position of power strongly suspected that it was possible for them to control the whole world with the push of a button. Immediately, the Rockefeller Foundation got on the ground floor by making a four-year grant to Harvard College, funding the Harvard Economic Research Project for the study of the structure of the American economy. Who, run, who sets policies, economic policies in this country from a thought process, from a, um, a think, like a group, like a Think tank. Come on, y'all. Where do those fucking where did that where do they come from? Where where do the economists sit? At the World Economic Forum. On top of that, they sit at the universities. Yes, 
They all sit at the universities, Harvard, Berkeley, Stanford, all that shit, right? And it's all theorized. These motherfuckers are theorists. It's all theorized. What's that? I can't stand that motherfucker from Berkeley. What's his name? He used to to, to, in the uh, Clinton administration. I forget his name. I can't stand this motherfucker. His own. He always on Twitter, too. And he always on MSNBC. Frank Wright. Frank mm. Wright. I would I would love to slap shit out of him. He he um he be having them going just just he be having them so emotional about shit and it's like you need to text the rich. It's, it's, they they know how to keep people in a fervor. You know what I'm saying? They right. real this is that's that shit is. It's that social engineering. That's what these people do. And who was it backed by? The Rockefeller Foundation. Let me read that. Immediately, the Rockefeller Foundation got on the ground floor of making a four-year grant for Harvard College, funding the Harvard Economic Research Project for the study of the structure of the American economy. One year later, 1949, the United States Air Force joined in. Man, I'm gonna stop right there. We gonna I'm gonna stop right there because this I'll get to going and then I'll be staying up hell late and I gotta get up, I gotta get up hell early in the morning. So I, I'm not gonna continue because I get to read and then I be want to read more. But yeah, man, um, silent weapon for a quiet war. That's actually a, um a scene in my one of my favorite movies of all time, X Files. Um, the first one, I want to believe. The man says there's a silent let me matter of fact, we got ten minutes. Let me see if I can pull that shit out real quick. That's one of my shits right there. Um X Files Silent Weapon Silent Weapon for Quiet Wars. Say that shit for Quiet Wars. Oh, dang it. Oh, that's not the... I need the, the X-Files scene. scene. Oh, shit. Curse Wild. I know that fucking scene. Let me go get it. Oh, I ain't gonna have enough minutes. I ain't gonna have enough time. Hold on. Ooh, Adonai, no. I just told you no. Go put that in the refrigerator. No, one a day. That's all you get, brother. That's all you get. Don't, don't play with me. Uh, here we go. Hold on, y'all. I'm about to pull it. I'm about to pull it up real quick before it go off. Before we get ready to head up out of here. Oh, there it is. Yeah. See this crap? It, it, it actually left on the part I had this queued up last week, but I didn't get to it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You perform for some other reason? Yeah, I had an appointment for a pelvic examination. <laughs> hey, you want to call if we turn up this curse while? Don't bother.
See this crap? Somebody knows I'm talking to you. Not according to the men in blue. Oh, what is it this time? Kitty porn again? Sexual battery of a patient? They want to discredit you. For what? Because I'm a dangerous man. Because I know too much about the truth. Now that uh, end-of-the-world apocalyptic garbage, you right? You know my work? I was right about Dallas, wasn't How? I? How were you right? You familiar with the antivirus that you offer? Yeah, it was a deadly virus spread by field mice in the southwestern United States several years ago. According to the newspaper, FEMA was called out to manage an outbreak of the antivirus. You familiar with what the Federal Emergency Management Agency's real power is? FEMA allows the White House to suspend constitutional government upon declaration of a national emergency. Think about that. What is an agency with such broad sweeping power doing managing a small viral outbreak in suburban Texas? You're saying it wasn't such a small outbreak? No. I'm saying it wasn't the hand of virus. Well, what was it? What was it? When we were young men in the military, your father and I were recruited for a project. They told us it was biological warfare, a virus. What killed those men? What killed them, I won't even write about. We have no context for what killed those men, or any appreciation of the scale in which it will be unleashed in the future. A plague? Plague and all plagues, Agent Mulder. A silent weapon for a quiet war. The systematic release of an indiscriminate organism, for which the men who will bring it on still have no cure. They've been working on this for 50 years. While the rest of the world have been fighting groups and commies, these men have been secretly negotiating a planned Armageddon. Negotiating with whom? I think you know. The timetable has been set. It'll happen on a holiday when people are away from their homes. The president will declare a state of emergency at which time all government, all federal agencies will come under the power of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, the secret government. <laughs> That's my shit right there. That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> the secret government, but no, that FEMA shit is something because you, you understand people. Have y'all been peeping that they created a department, a, a, a new agency under the Department of Homeland Security called the Truth, uh, Truth oh, Panel, Truth, Truth Guard. Yes, that's crazy. For real, did y'all have? Did, uh, do y'all know that? Everybody listening, everybody in tonight, that they created uh, the uh, Department of, like, basically truth. Okay. Very Orwellian. We read 1984 here on, on the Hot Damn Politics. Don read it. Remember that section, uh, part of that government was called the Ministry of Truth. That's what it was called. Obama quietly came in and pumped up and said that this panel needed to be created. And sure enough, it happened. But check it out. Check this shit out. If you read the other governing bodies that fall inside of that Ministry of Truth situation, it's not called that. I forget the name. What is it called? Do you know what it's called officially, Mr. Larry? Oh, um, um, that's what it's called. The guard is, I don't know. 
I can't think right now. The Disinformation Governance Board. There you go. The the Disinformation Governance Board. Thank you. There are other agencies that fall under that uh under that umbrella. One of them happens to be FEMA. And that's why I played that, that skit right there with, with the FEMA, the secret government. But he said the quiet weapons for a silent war. You know what I'm saying? Like FEMA falls under, what is it called again? Yeah. Um, the governance, disinformation, disinformation governance board. Yes. The disinformation governance board. Yes. That FEMA falls under the umbrella of that? Why FEMA? Mm. The Federal Emergency Management Agency falls under the umbrella of the Disinformation Governance Board? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. No doubt, Ivy said it's doublespeak. is actually in charge of spreading disinformation, straight up. That shit there, man. I said, ooh. And and now that shit is not even talked about. They hurry up and took that out the um, fucking media conversation. So mm-hmm. how is it going to be enforced? What is it enforcing? And they did that after old boy. Yeah, they're going to criminalize. That makes sense now because I was wondering why mm. all of a sudden, and I posted it on my Facebook page, but I just thought it was funny. Mm. But it says mm. this is it has a pregnant white man cartoon emoji on it, <laughs> and it says this is how we um, stop disinformation. Mm. Or the pregnant wow. white man is We're saying I'm stopping. Man. I'm. I'm I'm, I'm, we're we're stopping disinformation or some old shit, and I and I just thought it was funny, but I ain't know that whoever posted that shit realized Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth and the disinformation goddamn thing. That means y'all gonna have to stop calling a he or she. Right. Yeah. They can criminalize that. Yeah, yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna do that. So, yeah, y'all answer the question. Mm. What, what's that really Man. about? Yeah. Who's really that really about the white people fucking out, like you said, <laughs> right? Like, this is the new truth. I mean, Basically. I'm just like, why are these other agencies, why do these other agencies fall under the umbrella of the disinformation governance board? Well, when you're talking like Homeland Security and FEMA... Because why, nephew, just said it. Goddamn 1984. They're going to be dragged. Right. Equilibrium. Right. Hot right. 451. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. They come. They're going to drag my ass out the goddamn house then. They're about to drag all our asses out. Never they earlier this year. This is part of them tightening it up when you said this whole COVID thing seemed like a dry run, right? So yeah. they already got yeah. this. They done shut this motherfucker down for a year. They did that for a reason. So they codifying all this shit. And one of their weak points was right. instead of censoring people, 
they force people into alternative means of sharing information outside of their control. Right. And right. it fucked them up. It fucked them up. It messed them up real bad. So they're going after independence. That's what they're doing. That's what they're going to do. They, they did this shit as soon as old boy bought Twitter. They was like, uh, can you, Obama went out there and snapped his little homosexual mm-hmm. fingers and and suggested a board, and, and they put that shit together like in three days, y'all. Yeah. We, we now have a federal disinformation board. What? And you know they got Hillary Clinton on the run. That Bolton guy is not playing with the fuck her right now. Oh, is it Bolton so, or is it John Durham? Uh, whatever Durham. they got now. Whoever the prosecutor is, don't quote me on that. It's His name Durham. Durham. It's Durham. Durham. There it is. Yeah. Durham. That's yes. It. Yes, yes. So Durham yeah. is hot on her trail, right? All these goddamn side effects and people just dropping fucking dead. I guess keeping the equilibrium by means of injection. So it's a whole lot that's coming out that they're trying to keep. They want to ban it. Mm. That's what the Ministry of Truth is. They're going to eventually put some type of penalty behind speaking anything that they say ain't the truth. Yes. I mean, we already knew. I mean, what was remember when we read the fucking bill, uh, when, when they tried to pass that, either the John Lewis bill, some bullshit they tried to pass. Remember the shit? Um, it was in there like you can be arrested for like information that you put out there. Remember that shit was in that bill? Yeah. Like yeah. it has to be reported to somebody. I mean, they just y'all they put this shit together on April twenty. It was announced April twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. The disinformation governance board. Come on, y'all. Come on now. They lost control of the narrative. They lost yep, control. They did. Yeah, they so did. So they're now going to come after the independence and the alternative media. Because <laughs> that backward, just like social media wow. backfired and we stopped motherfucking, motherfucking sharing scientific papers and shit, we wasn't supposed to be <laughs> doing that. You supposed to have a nasty and, and, and ass real talk. plate. <laughs> real talk. Right? And that's really what they want to stop. They like, man, how are we going to shut yeah. down these other platforms? Yeah. Rumble. Because we wasn't all dependent on them anymore. We was not we was ready dependent for on, I'm more dependent on you and Don and us right. and each other passing news than ABC. Mm-hmm. That's the last right. place we go for news. Right? If you got a pretty good group mm-hmm. going, hey, y'all hear about this? Within fucking five minutes, you get mm-hmm. articles and fucking study papers from everywhere. Right. right. And people get to preserve their anonymity while doing it. So social media backfires like shit. That all the real truth down, and you ain't going to be able to talk. Your television, your cell phone going to tell right. you regardless. Right. Boom. That's all playing yep. into it. Right. Yeah, that's the so point. So that means they got that set regardless. up already. Right? Yep. That's um, already in place. Um, uh, Taekwondo gave me a link that the CDC bought data from a company yeah. to track everybody. Mm-hmm. Goings and comings and all that shit. Mm-hmm. The CDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the track CDC your comings and goings. Yeah. Um, and that was during what, the time when so, 
Oh, uh, uh, during data. the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I read that article. Yeah. 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 They tracked so, course, everybody phone, to see if we were so, in compliance with the, the lockdown. Sorry, Larry. With the whole truth situation, that little fake-ass truth mm-hmm. shit, remember on 84, 1984, your TV was telling on you. <laughs> yeah. Sure was. Right. You're not so your computer is going to tell on you. Your cell phone going to tell on you. Your microwave, your smart meter going to tell you. Your car going to tell on your ass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don, I have a friend who just put cameras in their house, and that camera can detect motion. Every time something moves, like a cat moves, that sensor pings the phone. So it could detect everything in there. Look, fuck the camera. Your phone detects motion. Yes, I agree. Your TV, smart TV, detects that shit. Mm-hmm. It's all data. They, they. So that's how they gonna know. You know what I'm saying? There is no escaping this. And I found out that they tried to um, expose Telegraph because the article that I read about CDC, they gave up Telegraph. The article said mm-hmm. something like, yeah. um, and we found it on Telegraph. The information mm-hmm. regarding yeah. CDC collecting data. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so they they gave up the people. Dry snitching like a motherfucker, yeah. They dry snitch like shit on Telegram. Yeah, so it's really no way to do it. We would have to just get away from all technology, man, live in the woods some goddamn way. You know what I'm saying? And off just grid. stay out of the, stay out of the mm-hmm. forbid. Yeah, off the grid. That's really for real, right? Off the goddamn, off they goddamn mm-hmm. grid. Because only, I mean, uh, only reason why we're talking about it is because we in their house. But we get out their fucking house, ain't nothing they can do. Correct. Right, because right. I mean, do we really want to alert the fucking public? No. We just sharing information that we done found out about you trifling motherfuckers. <laughs> do it all amongst each yeah. other, yeah. and we can talk about your ass. Anyway. Yeah. Just before I get out of here, this this one right here wow, says we your observe children gonna turn your ass in. <laughs> Anybody gonna turn me in? <laughs> like goddamn on eighty four. Man. Then the little boy put, so, did the little on equilibrium now, do you remember if that man's mm-hmm. son turned his ass in or did he just, you know, gather to himself? It's been, it been, it been a minute. I got to rewatch Equilibrium. It's been a minute. Yeah, because that shit's some insock shit, too. That's some 1984 shit, too, though. You ain't lying. The man on 1984 really didn't have no children and shit, but a TV told on his ass. television. Okay, now, but great show. Thank you, now. Thank you, Larry, for being here, too. All right. Absolutely, but um, yeah. Before we uh, ride out, we gonna um, we gonna we gonna tap into that um, silent weapon for a quiet war. And uh, one more thing: uh, the Satanic Church plans to sue the Pennsylvania school district after it rejected its after-school club. 
Under Freedom of Religion. Under the Freedom of Religion Act, yes. Baphomet deserves a after school club. That's what they said. And so And that shit ain't have say panic either, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn, now if you should put Jane in that shit, she'll probably fit in perfect with them motherfuckers. <laughs> Her doctor her, her uh, uh, she will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I'm going to tell you, get her goddamn uh, whatever fuck she in school for. I'm going to say, uh, go mm-hmm. work for, at the Satanic Church, man. School for the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They got an after school club. All right, y'all. So thank you again, Mr. Right. Lowry, as always. We'll right thank you, Don. We will. Quiet weapons for a silent war. Absolutely. Thank you, Don. Everybody that stayed up with us, Miss Danny, IB, Ethereum, uh, Jay Wizon, Jay Jay Jizzle, everybody that stayed up with us, kicked it with us tonight. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. You keep us going, you know. I love, I love the interaction. I love they be typing with us, man. It's all good. So with that, you already know what it is. What up, newbie? In the new day, it's the greatest show on earth. It's Thursday, so that means it's what, Don? What is Thursday? Thursdays is um. Yeah, is Don, the Don to call me on show, baby. Shit, fuck that. And then Stand Amon. up with these niggas. Nah, fuck that last <laughs> Thursday of the month, man. Fuck that shit. Oh, it's, it's one. Okay, okay. It's the last Thursday of the month. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, man. I All right. Mean, yeah, man. I mean, he need to be having me up to you you been, you been giving, you've been giving people eight. hours. Yeah, you've been giving people eight. hours. It's my age. <laughs> <laughs> it's my entire ass. <laughs> Especially the one I'm working on. Right on. There it is. No, no Brazilian butt lips. All natural. All right. All right, y'all. <laughs> Indeed. All right, so that's what it is in the new day, the Don Nicoleone Show. Everybody be safe, stay healthy, stay prosperous, and that's how we rolling in the 22 and beyond. So to that, next Wednesday, peace. Real nigga, real.